You are now listening to Nerd Rage Radio with Bobby Skullface and Adam Russman. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only and may not fit with your sensitive sensibilities. You may be a victim of meaningless outrage or you may, in fact, be a big ninny pants. If this is the case, please feel free to turn it off now. This is no country for ninny move ninny pants. So crack open the mountain dew. Make sure the cheese doodles are super fresh for in your mother's basement. It's Nerd Rage Radio. Alright guys, we're back for episode 24 of Nerd Rage Radio. And we did it. We're actually recording this. Hopefully the sound quality is top notch. Hopefully. I just spent the last uh, almost hour and a half trying to load this up on a different computer. So, it's a whole to-do. It is a to-do. The whole thing is a God. How do people... How do, can you imagine having to do this for a job? Oh, I can, actually. I'd rather go smoke a Glock. I'm not sure. I think I'd be up for it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, good nerd week for both of us, I think. Of course, we saw Deadpool. I hope you guys enjoy the Deadpool special. There's a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about. It's a busy day. It is. It is. So, I don't even know where we begin. Um, well, where do we go from here? I guess nerd weeks. Dude, would you like to go Yeah, first? I guess we could do that. Why don't you go first, man? Okay, well... <clears throat> I'm, still, I'm still coming down from the adrenaline rush of almost throwing my computer through a window. So, I guess I should explain that a little bit to people. Go for it. So, maybe I should go first. Sure. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I will. <laughs> I already did no this morning. Deal. Might as well continue the trend. Make a day of it. <laughs> no big deal. Um, so I, uh, my wife and I bought a house out in the middle of nowhere, much to Bobby's dismay. <laughs> yes, this is true. <laughs> they moved away from me. I was like, "What are you, my mom?" <laughs> <laughs> this was a this was a solid issue. I mean, you know how you know about solid. You know, you don't know nothing about solid issue. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but we bought the house like during like the bottom dropping out of the housing market and um oh I, I messed up i plugged in my iphone to, to charge it and i think this is going to cause a cascade of events it's going to crash my computer okay i think we're good anyway so we, we kind of you know we, it was very very low price to where we were living um and we stayed here for about five years and then like the the bottom completely dropped out so even though it's like not a very pricey home. Much like every woman I've ever laid with. <laughs> <laughs> um, like we couldn't sell it. You know what I mean? It was so, so we rented it out for a couple years and then, uh, we used it for a business, um, which it still currently is. It's like the operations center of a business, but I also like rent out the bedrooms. So like the house itself is like a business, but then like the couple bedrooms, I rent them out and, um, because I, I work, I work near where this house is like between like my long days of working, you know, 12, 14 hour days, I just stay up here. Right. Mm-hmm. And before it was like just a bed, I would crash and like there's slowly crept like other pieces of my life. So like now I have like a little desk with like all my painting stuff to paint, to wait, paint Warhammers, to paint the Warhammers. Oh yeah. And <laughs> like, like all cool people do. I know. Right. Um, and so it's funny though, because I'm like kind of, I'm kind of becoming, if like there was like toys on the wall, I would kind of become like the 40 year old virgin, you know? Um, which is, which is a, a funny movie. Uh, but you know, the, the funny part is, is like when I go back home, like that first day back, cause I'll, cause like right now I'll work, I'll work Monday, Tuesday. I'll probably stay here Wednesday, go home Wednesday night, 
Thursday night and leave Friday morning and I won't be back home until like Monday afternoon, right? So this is like my, my long work week. And, uh, but that first day when I get back like Monday afternoon, it's like, it's overwhelming. All the noise, noise. But anyway, uh, long story short, too late. Uh, we have a laptop. I have a laptop here, which I used to record all my podcasts on. And I updated something and the updates surpassed my expertise of learning how to, you know, what do y'all hear that? It's like ice rolling off my roof. Uh, surpassed my expertise on how to get this motherfucker uploaded. So there's been several attempts in the past of us trying to record the show, and uh, we were not very successful. Yes. But he- here we are. We're going to give this old college try. And the thing that kind of worries me is I'm looking at this thing and um, the little bumpies on the on the straight line, very, very small. Very, very small. So does that mean it's super low? I hope not. God, what that shit, man? You try it. <laughs> First, give it a listen. All right, I'll tell you what, we're gonna pause it right here at the five minute mark, kids. If you're still with it, we're gonna give it a give it a you know press one, uh, give it a thumbs up, and we'll be right back. All right, I think we got this whole thing licked. Hopefully, we're gonna take yeah. inter, 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 intermittent breaks and intermittent check. breaks. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. It's just this is gonna be a long episode. I really don't want it to be a bummer. Yeah, well, it's funny because I have like the recording levels all the way up, our audio levels on our tracks all the way up, and then like the bottom level all the way up. Um, but the bottom level, I can only see whose track I have selected and yours is selected. So I see you hitting red. Hmm. Yeah. So I think we'll be good. I think we'll be good. But to start off our week, of course, we saw Deadpool. I was going to go see it again yesterday or Saturday or something, but, uh, kids, you know, stop. I'll tell you, man, kids ruin everything. Yes. Yes, (laughs) All the funds. All the funds. And, All the and funds. The fun. And the funds. Mm. Yes. I was going to go there too. <laughs> uh, but it get, didn't get, wouldn't take the wife to see it. Didn't get a chance to see it. Um, but anyway, moving on. Got some uh, new books. I got a collection of uh, like a Space Wolf Dark Millennium novel. Let me tell you what Games Workshop. I'm not a big Games Workshop basher. And I'm going to go ahead and do this because I feel that I feel that you, you'll be able to complain about Hasbro here soon. We talk about to, Toy World or whatever the fuck's going on. What is that big toy, toy fair? fair that, toy Fair. There it is. I was thinking World Fair and Toy Fair anyway. So they release these like micro novels, right? And they'll be anywhere from like a dollar ninety nine to four ninety nine. Here's the problem though: the dollar ninety nine, you might get like fourteen, fifteen pages. It's like an article in a magazine, and you know. It's it's not fulfilling. The four ninety nine though. Sometimes you get thirty two pages. Sometimes you get eighty seven pages. You know, I kind of feel like eighty seven pages for four ninety nine ain't bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's still a little pricey though. So, but what they what they did is uh, they released like this this ongoing story and basically had like one they, one chapter at a time, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like you know traditional chapters. It wasn't like a scene chapter. It was just like you know eighty some pages for four ninety nine, and you can get a subscription to it. And every week or every month, the new one would drop, and you can read that. And I and I fought it, right? And and I was getting ready to get on a plane uh, for a work trip um, a month or so ago, and I bought the first one, started reading it. You know, wanted to do podcasting and sit on the airplane, never went back to get it. So I got this book, and it had it in there. So I'm happy. But you know, they they they've gotten me before on this like 4.99 buy you know eight or nine chapters. It's fucking ridiculous, man. I'm gonna spend 50 bucks electronically. But then the book itself, twenty-two bucks. Mm. Printed book. How the fuck does that make sense? You think it'd be the opposite? And they, and, and they are famous for doing this shit. 
you know, famous for doing this shit with electronic. It's it's almost like the electronic is like the like the ones and zeros are more expensive than the paper. So anyway, got that. Got some new uh, space werewolves from uh, 40k little Wolfen. Very cool. What did, did you see those models? Did I, I did. I, I saw them through uh, beers and bolters. They look great. I, don't they? They're fucking amazing. They're huge though. They're bigger than Terminator size. Oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, they're they're. Oh man, I'll send you. Let me send you a picture while we're talking. You remember the old ones? Yeah, old yeah, ones. yeah. I like the old ones too. I, I bought yeah, those. I, for you know years. what? You did. I love the old ones. Um, but uh, the size difference. It, I mean, it kind of makes sense though. Space Rangers supposed to be huge anyway, and the scale of the game has gotten a little bigger. Um, but these these motherfuckers. Whew, watch out! All right, sending you a picture. Now it's on, it's on the Facebook. I should make this the uh, cover of the uh, of the podcast. So really excited about that. The cool thing is, and I'm gonna nerd out on this a little bit, is they're they are forwarding the fluff. And in 40k terms, for those of you guys who don't know, the fluff is what we refer to as the backstory of the game. It's a very rich story. It's probably one of the the greatest sci-fi stories I've ever read. I mean, they're they're several hundred books into it and they've got like 10,000 years of history built behind it. I don't know of any other sci-fi world that has a scope with the exception of Star Wars. Mm. Um, but even Star Wars, I feel like you have, you have some characters that are, and, and you, and you focus a lot in very small time periods. Like you might do Knights of the Old Republic and, and follow those characters. But it's like, it feels to me like it's three or four, you know, Years worth of stories, you know what I mean? Really? Like, I, I, that's the way I feel. Mm. Am, I, am I wrong about that? I mean, I, I, I mean, like, when I start thinking about Knights of the Republic and all that stuff, like it, it seems very expansive to me. But it's like, but it's like Dark Revan over and over again, right? It's like Darth Bane and Dark Revan and and the Emperor, and that's it, right? No, I mean the stuff that I've read. Is it, oh is no, it over? no, there's tons more stuff. There's Darth Nihilus and Darth Malgus, and but but aren't those guys all in the same time period? No. I guess where I watched like a, a Knights of the Old Republic video game, like all the cutscenes, and like they're all together. No, no, no. Darth, I don't know. Okay. Darth Malgus might be around, but like Darth Nihilus is after Revan and Malak. Um, and then there's like Exar Kun and all those guys, and and Ragnus and all those guys, and they're like way before Revan. Hmm. Um. Well, Revan dies and comes back a couple times, right? Well, Revan talks to like, but I mean, it's it's so far past. I mean, Reagan, Reagan, Jesus, <laughs> Revan like talks to their Force ghosts. Oh, okay, all right. All the legacy stuff is like a hundred years after. Yes, uh, that's true. That's true. But I mean, like some of the forty k stuff is like ten thousand years. Yeah, in scope. Yeah, but at the same time, forty k doesn't have like I don't think forty k has anywhere near the 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 amount char- of novels, the character focus. Yeah, I think they're trying to. Though. I think like, so this, too. Like this, think this new right Horse Heresy series, which I think they're forty books into the Horse Heresy, it's fucking amazing. But I think the so challenge anyway. there is to connect that to the game so that it's all inclusive. But I think they're, well, they're you know, I, I think they, well. I think they successfully do that. I think they successfully do that with like the short stories, the fluff that's in the codexes, like the rule books that you play the game with. Uh, you know, novelization. They have audio dramas. But I think what they um, should do is take like, like if they have like a like a Terminator squad in a book, you know what I mean, and there's one character and there's something specific about him. Like, uh, mm-hmm. he has, a, I don't know, a, a, a camera bag 
he's really obsessed with cameras and he has a camera bag. Like to a little include, man purse. To include like just a camera bag accessory in like one of the sprue kits that well, you could take that particular character from that. It's book. funny that you say that. They kind of do that. That's awesome. So what Smart. they'll do is when they make a new box, like first of all, the, the plastic kits, and then this is like 40K heavy. But it, it's, you know, I want to, maybe, maybe somebody out there doesn't know what the fuck I'm talking about and will Google this and be like, oh, that's interesting. But like what they'll do with some of the, the kits is, you know, each each kit now, like you make five figures, but there's literally, you know, 200 pieces. And you can make, I don't know, uh, 500 different options, you know, like between this leg and this leg and this torso and these arms and this head. And there's 20 heads for five different models. And there's six, tors- six, six to ten torsos. And there's five different legs. Right, right, and right. there's eight sets of arms. And there's little doodads yep. and flim flams and yada, yada bullshit. But anyway, so... They'll make a story about a model that looks a certain way with a certain amount of war gear, and so and then you can like take war gear from other other sets, like other items that are like in the same order, like you know the, the troops over here and not the elites, and like use some of their stuff to what they refer to kit bash. But then they'll write a story about that guy, you know? Yeah, but I, I mean, and, it's like if it, I'm, I'm talking about something that's super specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where it's yeah. like, where it's like, if, if you were a fluff guy and and like you came to your house uh, the, and I saw the camera bag, you'd be like, oh my god, oh my it's, god, it's, it's Joe, it's Joe from Dark Caves Volume One. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they did that a little bit more in in the older editions. They had like uh, some of these ruffian guards members that had crazy funny stories. But anyway, um, and back to what they, the story has been told and it's kind of an open sandbox but it kind of stops at the year 41,000 right and nothing goes past because you know you, you people invest in these characters and you want the, you don't want a character that you're it's favorite for you to play to die or whatever like that and then you feel like oh my guy's dead or whatever but they've been and then they started you know the story 30,000 years ago and they're kind of building up the specifics and it's so it's such a large universe that they could spend 50 years you know b- between the start of the Civil War in that, in that universe and the end of the Civil War in that universe. You know, literally. I mean, I hope they don't do that, but they've already been working on it for at least a decade here now. But anyway, they're actually advancing the story. And it's 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 pretty daring. It's pretty crazy. And uh, there's a little fear going on because they, they totally reset um, the fantasy storyline. Like, they destroyed the world and they rebooted. Um, I'm getting a little tired of reboots myself. Really? Why can't you just do, why can't you just do alternate universes? Yeah, I'm getting. But at the same time, I, you know, I think I, like I could say sometimes I feel like I'm getting tired of alternate universes. Yeah, but the alternate universe is like you know what I want to do. What happened if Superman's you know thing came and crashed in the Wayne's Manor? Yeah, but I really have don't want Bruce. Either. I want like you know, I, I, that's, you know what you know, that's an interesting story. I like that. I, I like, like that. I, like that. I, I mean, I'm okay with it, and I'm okay with reboots here and there. But like, I, I like I like a. a big expansive story. I think that's one of the reasons why I love Star Wars so much. I think it's one of the reasons why I struggle with the EU so yeah, much. But they haven't they haven't rebooted they haven't rebooted Star Wars that often. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm saying like, that's why I'm getting tired of reboots. Yeah, but they don't have alternate universes either is what I'm saying. Like it's just the story. Yeah, I mean that, that is kind of doesn't that kind of like, you know, bust your chops so they didn't make the EU alternate universe? No. When you run No, no, no. I know I, I wouldn't want that because it doesn't feel right for Star Wars to me. It doesn't feel Star Wars. It doesn't feel Star Wars. Well, if the universe is, is truly infinite and it goes on forever, everything that will happen can't happen. Everything that can't happen will happen. What I like is the um, the idea. I, what I what I can what I what I like about the legends aspect is the idea that maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, like that telephone game. Mm. 
Like so, I, I like, and you know, the, the more stuff that's coming out, the more stuff is getting canonized from the EU. Um, yeah. Which I have, which I have some stuff, exciting stuff to talk to you about with that, and here shortly. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I actually speak this before I forget because I want to remind. I want you to remind me of the Star Wars. I did read that script, that leaked script plotline thing. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Woo! We'll get there. We'll get there. I, I, I know we spoke about it before. It's worth talking about. All right. So first things first, though. Bluebell Creameries. Well, wait, 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 wait. I haven't done my Nerd Week yet. Oh, well, th- I want to. I want to wrap this into your Nerd Week. This so, has nothing so to do. This has nothing. To, no, this is for you. This is selfless. <laughs> this has nothing to do with nerd stuff. But I saw this story, and I wanted you to start the podcast out by telling your Bluebell story. Okay. Well, it's somewhat. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's somewhat. It, it's somewhat. It doesn't affect me a whole lot. Um, but okay. So the the there's certain there's certain truths, right? Like matter cannot be created or destroyed. Like there's certain just general facts of life that we that we live by. One Are you of, saying that bluebell ice cream is the fourth rule of thermodynamics? One of one of those facts thermodynamics. is that bluebell ice cream is the greatest ice cream ever made. <laughs> um, ever, <laughs> ever, ever. Unfortunately, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Mm. And uh, they had some some shit get loose in one of their batches last year. Literally poop. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Um, Poop sounds good. But it was like something – I keep wanting to say salmonella, but I know that's not right. But it was something really bad. E. coli, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. But it was that – was that Chipotle? I can't keep it straight. Maybe that's Chipotle. Um, at any rate, it was bad. made a whole ton of people sick. It might have actually killed somebody. I don't think it killed anybody. Um, but it definitely hospitalized people. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, they they – they did the. They did the. In my opinion, they did the respectful thing. Like under the circumstances, they were like, "Yep, it's hundred percent right. It's confirmed. We fucked up. We're taking everything we have off the shelves right now." And they took all their ice cream off the shelves. They completely uh, refurbished their plant, and they started over. And now their ice cream is starting to be released again, and it's starting to hit shelves. The problem is, is that they're very particular about their ice cream. It is quote unquote homemade ice cream. And they're very particular about it and where it is. Like the only way you can get it outside of the South is like Outback used to carry it, but they don't even carry it anymore because they stopped carrying it when they recalled everything. I'm not sure if they'll carry it again, but in the meantime, they've been carrying Blue Bunny, which I think is a little shady. Because mm. um, it's not like they went with Briars or something. Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. something that you could over, overlook if you weren't being, being with, a, with a scrutinous eye. Dude, the funniest thing is we were at Outback. <laughs> and like, were we at Outback? Yeah, we were at Outback. Yeah, we were at Outback. Yeah. And, now, this uh, is after we were at Bonefish. No, no, well, we went to Outback first, and then we went to Bonefish. And then we went back to Outback? No. I think it happened at Outback, but we had no, ice cream. It, like- it, was, it was Bonefish when we were coming back from, from Canada. Yeah, I remember that, but I thought it was at Outback. It doesn't matter. We went, we yeah. went to Outback, Outback, Bonefish, and Scarabas, whatever, Scarabas. Yeah, it's all, all the same. All the same, same company. company. And they all, uh, I don't know about Sarabas, but the other two carried bluebells. The only way you could get it. So go yeah. ahead, continue. So we're, we're there, and like, of course, no matter what meal we have, no matter what happens, it's got to be a, I'll take a two, three, I'm sorry, three scoops of vanilla ice cream. Don't you dare put any fucking chocolate sauce on that motherfucker, <laughs> right? And and they better be, they better be hearty, hearty scoops. And uh, so, and not you know, nothing. Side note: Outback hardier scoops than Bonefish. This Put is true. Out there, this is true. So you know, we're sitting there, and uh, of course, I always go for the two scoops with the chocolate. 
because it's me, and you know, I'm not a purist. Um, and we're eating ice cream, having, having to go. And he's like, this, 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 this doesn't taste right. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you're just tired. You know, maybe the bang bang shrimp is, you know, leaving an odd taste in your mouth. I don't know. So, uh, you know, he was, he, yeah, you were very dismayed. But then, so the next time we went someplace, you were like, you know, I'm going to get to the fucking bottom of this. And this was at Outback. You're right. Yeah. And um, you were like, is this a, what kind of ice cream is this? And she was like, Blue, Blue Bell or Blue Bunny? And you're like, whoa. <laughs> is it Blue Bell or Blue Bunny? And she's like, well, I'll find out for you. But I think you got it anyway. And you were like, this is not right. And, you know, come to find out it was it was Blue Bell. And I don't think no, I've been to Outback. I mean, Blue Bunny. Yeah. I don't think I've been to Outback with you since. No. Put that out there. No. Um, no. Because, well, like, okay, so Outback steak is fine, right? But, yeah. like, I can I can make a steak that can fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like it's better than Ruby Tuesday steak. Exactly, and and I can make a I can make a steak that fucks with bonefish steak, but like I can't I can't pre- reproduce a steak that can go toe to toe with Moose Chris, for instance. Yeah. Um, but I go to Outback mainly for two things: <laughs> fucking loaded fries and cheese fries. yeah, cheese fries. <laughs> I, yeah, I got that from Wendell. Do you remember Wendell? Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a funny dude. Um. But he called. He always called them loaded fries. Yeah, I remember he went to Outback for like the first time when he was like twenty seven. He was like, oh, he has a funny. He's a from for any Maryland folks. He's from Edmondson Avenue, uh, which the locals pronounce as Emerson Avenue, and is like not the place you want to find yourself on a dark evening, um, because it is a dangerous. You'll be, you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Actually, go ahead. There's plenty of blue light cameras everywhere, so you might be okay. Actually, nowadays. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a really really tough neighborhood. But he has like a really funny accent. And he's like, oh my god, Bobby. I just went down to the Outback for the first time and them loaded fries. Good night. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like I, that's why I call them loaded fries. But yeah, they're fantastic, and the ranch dressing is fantastic. And then, um, and then the bluebell ice cream is. So it's really about the start and the finish, and then the middle we just kind of work our way through. <laughs> um, yeah, their their Caesar dressing is quite good. Also, it is. But um. But anyway, so yeah, I was really dismayed. So I'm a huge Bluebell fan, and you can't get it anywhere in the north anymore. Wow, we're 22 minutes into this episode, and we ain't talk about shit. And we have so <laughs> much to talk about. That's the bad thing. This is going to be like a four-hour episode. And like, uh, it's going to be epic. You, you got me till four, man. Dude, how, how about an epic sode? Mm, um, I like it. So my nerd week, I, I watched uh, Bad Blood, Batman Bad Blood. Oh, how was it? Um, it's okay. It's 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 fine. It's New 52 stuff, and I got to tell you, like, some of that stuff it just doesn't – like, I don't know what their obsession with taking Batman out of the Batman story is. But I feel like every time I turn around in New 52, they're finding a way to take Batman out of the equation. So in this, like, Talia Ghoul spoilers, captures Batman. Okay. And she uh, wants to get some of that Batcock? Is that the deal? No. No, not at all, actually. Oh. And they actually introduce, like, a new villain, which is kind of cool. Apparently, when she gave uh, Damien up to Bruce, yeah, she had cloned him. Okay, and has him cloned like a hundred thousand times. But she keeps, that's interesting. Yeah, that is cool. And she keeps them all like frozen in carbonite, for lack of a better term. And then she like releases one and works on him. Um, and then if he fails, like she'll kill him, or if he dies in combat, she'll just introduce another one. So now, is, is his name Damien as well? Uh, I don't know if she even calls him by name. Okay. But, like, she sees Bruce's flaws in Damien 
so she's trying to make she's trying to basically make the perfect child. Um, wow, she went crazy. Yeah, so they haven't they introduced this this character named the Heretic. Um, okay, who is like an advanced version of Damien, older, you know, like like rapid growth, like uh, Django Django's clones. Yeah, um, and he's cool, but then they kill him off. But then, of course, she can just introduce more because there's plenty more to come, I imagine. But that's that's a cool kind of idea. I kind of like all that. Um, but she captures Batman, and then he's like gone for the whole movie, and you just deal mm-hmm. with the Bat family. You deal with Batwoman, and I think Batwoman is a really cool character. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm quite fond of her. And then, uh, how, how does she fit into it, though? So, like, like she's like, she's like, she's like, kind of like, she's like, uh, she's like that cousin that doesn't really belong at the family gatherings. Um, Are you just saying that because she's gay? No, 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 <laughs> no. She has a, um, she has a. So her backstory is that her and her sister and her mother were kidnapped. Um, her father worked in special forces or whatever, and they were kidnapped by some bad guys, and. By the time the father and his unit got to them to rescue them, they had killed the sister and the mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like really, obviously, you know, kind of fucked up about it. Yeah. So uh, now she wears the bat uniform, but she's also like she's not going for the bat rules. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's like, I don't need to be a part of the get along gang. I don't give a shit. Like I'm doing my thing. Don't get in my way. You know, if you want to invite me in, fine. If not, that's fine too. Yeah. Um. So she's kind of a cool character just in the in the way that her dynamic kind of works with Batman because, you know, Batman is, you know, under my thumb or under my gun type of guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, my way, I right, fuck up your face. Right. Exactly. So that's that's all pretty cool. And then um, there's the uh, – then they introduce Lucius's son, Luke. Really? And Luke, like, joins the Bat family. Oh, is he's the one in the mecha suit. Correct. Now that's interesting. It is interesting. And here's my – now, like you know what? Let me let me let me let me stop you there. Yeah. When I saw the preview of it, I'm like, oh, who the fuck is this? Oh, here we go. Right. You know, gotta have another character in here. And guess what? They gotta, burka, burka, gotta burka. diversify the cast. Exactly. But now that it's Lucia's son, I'm sold. I'm yeah, good. I am too. But here's my issue with it. Like I'm all like I love me some Lucius. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember when the first time I, I was introduced to him, but I think it was through Jeff Loeb and uh, Tim Sales' work. Um. But I love me some Lucius. Yeah. And I'm, I love this concept of him having a son and the son being part of the Bat family. But the how quickly it happens in this movie, I'm not feeling. Okay. Like, it's just like you introduce – like, I don't – he may be around forever. I'm just not familiar with him. I'm not familiar with him. But they – you know, he's just like he's an adult. He was in – he was in the army. He's super smart, but he chooses not to kind of follow his father's footsteps. He chooses instead to be a soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then – Lucius gets himself in a bit of a pickle. Uh, his son discovers the bat armory, finds the bat suit, the mechanized bat suit, and becomes this bat mech. And it's bat wing, right? Bat wing, correct. Okay. And I like all of that. My only issue is I wish it would have been spoon-fed a bit more. Hmm. You know what I mean? I wish we could have been like – we could have been following this character through a couple you, – You could you could have – you could have – Internship in a previous uh, episode at, at Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, through, through, like that. through years of, you know, like a few years of continuity. It'd be like, okay, Lucius has this son. Okay, I wasn't aware. Okay, the son's doing this. Okay, the son, you know, and then like at the end of the first year, you're like, man, I wish this kid would join the Bat family. Mm-hmm. You know, and then by the end of the second year, he joins the Bat family. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wish yeah. it was something like that, but the, the way they do it here just seems a little shoehorned. It all makes sense. It just seems a little, a little too rough. Yeah, I feel you. Um, 
but I'm okay with it. The, the story itself is kind of just fine, but it's, it's just another Batman story without Batman from New 52. But but it but it's the animation's beautiful and the story is good. It's just not the story I want to see. Let me ask you this: um, How was Damien's response to his his clonage? Was he upset with his mother, or is it something that he's like? Is he starting to figure out like, okay, yeah, you know, mom and grandpa are bad people? I think that he's already. I think he's already come to that conclusion. Okay. Um. So he's got enough. He's got enough Bruce in him. It is like, like there is like a like a, a knock down because they because Talia kind of controls Bruce's mind a bit at the end. Um. And there is like a knockout, knockdown fight between him and Nightwing that puts the Bruce Wayne fugitive fight to shame. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that I'm not going to spoil. That that's worth seeing for the first time. Huh. Um. But all that stuff okay. is good. It's a good story. It's just not the story I wanted. Yeah. Is it the story you deserve? I, th- I don't know. I-, I feel like I deserve better, and then that makes me feel entitled. So I'm not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's your, it's your uh, Batman privilege. Yes, it's my Bat privilege. All right, so let's see what else I did. I read. Oh, so I started. This is interesting. So I started reading uh, Star Wars Legacy Volume Two. Okay, which is the continuation of the Legacy story. Okay, uh, but not involving Cade, who is for those not in the know, he's Luke Skywalker's great grandson. Great grandson. So Luke great had in, in the in the old EU. Luke had Luke and Mara had been been. Oh, is that no? Maybe it's just his grandson. No, you know, his great-grandson. And Ben... Because it's like 100 years. Ben and Vestara, I think, have Cole. Cole and Bantha. I forget Bantha's real name. Bantha's, like, his nickname. And then Cole and Morgan Card have Cade. Um, now... I'm, I, I, I got to admit, I'm a little impressed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm a little impressed. So, um... So to, to wrap this up with the volume two, I'm only one volume into it of the volume two. So volume two, part one. Uh, it's a it's a kind of a new character that we're following, a female character, and uh, the kind of the Sith have been the Sith are believed to kind of be done for, but most of them went into the hiding at the first part of Legacy. You know that as the reader, but the heroes don't necessarily know that. Um, yeah. And one of the Imperial Knights encounters a Sith out in the uh, the outer rim. Because he's trying, to, they're trying to solidify communications in certain, in like the, in the outer rim areas to kind of incorporate everything a bit more. Yeah. Um, and what's kind of cool is, oh no, this might be from the, I might be getting my books confused. So disregard that. Um, so you encounters the Sith, and the Sith like holds him captive, and then uses like a morphing power to kind of like mystique himself into this character. Um, and then we're introduced to our hero. Is that like his? Is that his like alien? Can he's he's an alien? He can do that. Or is that like a new fucking force power? Not sure yet. Huh. But I get the impression it's a force thing. Okay. Why not? Now, now we get to our hero. Uh, and like you know what's cool about this is that like you know how like we we saw in the art of Star Wars that they were that they were definitely looking at the legacy books. Like they yeah. they kind of looked at Darth Talon as a possible villain. And yes, yes, yes. Um. So we get to our heroes. It's it's a female. And she's also in the, like, Outer Rim areas. Uh, she is kind of stranded on this planet. She's a junker. Hmm. Um, she scavenge, scavenges for junk and then sells it to a junker that's kind of a dick about it. Hmm. Um, so what year did this come out? Uh, I don't have the book with me, but a long time ago. Um, okay. 
And she the galaxy far, far away. No, galaxy fairly close to home, but a long time. Okay, okay. Um, so she, she, uh, in, in her scavenges, she comes across a lightsaber. Oh my gosh! And that lightsaber ends up being, uh, like the the hot potato, kind of like the lightsaber was going to be in Force Awakens. Really? Yeah. Um, and that's what kind of leads her on her mission. And then at the end of the book, or towards the middle of the book, you're revealed her name. Uh, A-N-I-A. I'm not sure if that is Anaya or Anya. Mm-hmm. Solo. Really? Yes. Oh, dude, what do you think? It made me feel good. Well, I mean, but here's the thing now. I mean, if that if she's a Solo, do you know her lineage? Like, no. is she... No, we don't know her lineage yet, and that's kind of key, because the lineage that we do know is Han from the ODU. Han and Leia had Jason, Jaina, and Anakin. Anakin yeah. died. Jason and Tanel Ka had Alana. Okay. And we don't I don't know any more about that line after that point. Okay? From Alana. Now, Jaina Jaina marries Jag Jagged Fell, who was an Imperial. Okay. Jaina and Fell have kids, but I don't know the nature of those kids yet. And I think that's in this line of novels I'm reading. Yeah, but how would they be a solo? I don't know. That's the question. Because there are no solo sons left. But that's, that, that's, that's the question. We don't know. Yeah. Hmm. And also Anakin and Tahiri. And well, you know, here's another thing. We don't know if, if you know, Leia and Han had another didn't have another child after, you know. That's always an option. It's always an option. So, it would be an unlikely option, but it's yeah. Um, Advanced maternal age. Oh. So anyway, I'm reading that. Anyway, the cool, the crew, like the hero crew, pretty cool hero crew, dude. Um, it's uh, it's uh, Anaya. Let's call her Anaya because I just like the way that sounds better than Anya. Yeah, Anaya, an IG assassin droid. Oh, sweet. Yeah, and he's cool as shit. And uh, a Mon Cal so far. Very cool. Yeah, it's just the three of them. It's, it's a very cool crew. And the, 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 and the book is an easy read. But anyway, and then I had to get into this Legacy of the Forge business. I mean, Destiny of the Forge. Fate of the, Fate of the Jedi. Okay, so these are the, the novels that I requested. These are the novels. Now, I, I've read two of them now. Wow, that yeah. was quick. Was that like a, a two weeks ago? Not even two weeks ago. That was a week a ago. A week ago. Yeah. Wow. Well, I got to tell you, the first one I flew through, and I think I was just happy to be back in that universe, man. Like you know. Yeah. Like, and then like I was being reminded of all these characters I forgot even existed. Like felt like home. Yeah, it felt like home. Mm. Um, but anyway, um, in this, they're like the 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 government is making like a a, a new government that's based on. I thought you were going to say the government is making a Death Star. <laughs> no, no, no. And I was going to reach to the phone and slap No, they're, 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 they're like three different factions that are kind of organizing as one. They call it like the Triumvid or some shit. It's the Galactic Alliance, the Imperial Remnant, and uh, the Confederacy, which was what, which was one of the breakoffs that happened in the Jason Solo story. Okay. Um. Now the 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 real mystery of the story so far seems to be that uh, so Corin Horn was a Jedi in the in the New Jedi Order, 
and him and Valen, him and this and his his love, I forget her name, have two kids, Valen and Jacilla. Now, hold on one second. Horn, I heard my brother talk to me about him. He's, he's like super badass, right? He's super badass, but he's not a super badass Jedi. He's kind of a okay. weak-ass Jedi. Okay. Um, like, But he's like he's like a soldier. Do you know what I mean? He just gotcha. happens to have some force ability, but like he's a weak Jedi, but just a strong character. Gotcha. Um, he has two kids, Giselle and Valen. Or Valen. At the beginning of the story, Valen goes crazy and thinks that everyone that he sees is an imposter. His parents, his friends, his family, the other Jedi, everyone to him becomes an imposter. That's a that's a for real disorder too. So they lock him up because he goes crazy and he starts fucking shit up and they lock him up. Um, but it turns out that you know he's crazy the other ones are fine. Um, let's see. Uh... Dala has taken over the Imperial Remnant. Now, Dala was introduced in the EU during a book called Jedi New Jedi Order, I think. It was a trilogy. And she was like the Imperial female. She was Tarkin's ex-mistress. Um, she's a badass. But now she's the head of the um, the Imperial Remnant. Oh, no, and she's the head of the Galactic Alliance. How, you know, how many years after, like, Jedi is this? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know exactly. I mean, like, 30 years? I would say 30 years, about. Okay. All right. Um, so, they uh, they get together, and, and, and they have, like, all these... They're, they're, they're trying to f- formulate this government. Um, well, they arrest Luke. Really? Yes. Uh, and they arrest him because, basically, they tr- they're blaming him for Jason. And huh. and I, I'm trying to think down here. Uh, tense moment. But, uh, so they're they're blaming him for Jason because basically they say that the Jedi are a liability. He's responsible for Jason's training. Therefore, everything is going to be laid at his feet, or the whole Jedi Order is going to be blamed. Wow. Yeah. So so Luke is released on his own reconnaissance and recognizance, and uh, basically they go to trial. And his sentence is that he's to be exiled for 10 years. Um, you know, it doesn't seem uh, that severe. No, the judge is actually fairly sympathetic to the Jedi. Okay. Um, and he kind of – and Luke also kind of cops a plea, for lack of a better term. So it's like a, it's like a weaker sentence. Okay. Um, and so him and Ben – Ben goes with him. Like they have like an argument like, no, you stay here and live your life. And no, dad, I love you and I'm going to help you. And you know what I mean? That kind of a thing. Yeah. Ben goes with them and then their whole mission becomes to follow Jason's steps to see how he fell. So, to, to study this, to kind of study the dark side or whatever? Well, to study all the shit that Jason studied because Jason spent years on pilgrimages learning about the Force. Oh, Okay. Didn't know that. Yeah. So they're going to follow his footsteps and learn everything that he learned and try to figure out what happened. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so Valen, who is now incarcerated, he's, he's recap, he, he escapes and then he's recaptured. And all this is kind of fueling the Imperial slash Galactic Alliance Jedi or a threat kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jedi are kind of being villainized big time. Um, 
the Jedi are assigned observers, like Galactic Alliance observers, to keep track like, of them all the time. Like babysitters? Like babysitters. Wow. Um, and basically what happens is uh, Leia and Han and Alana, because they have now adopted Alana. Okay. But they say that her name is Amelia, and they've dyed her hair and all this shit, so that nobody suspects that it's an, uh, that it's really Alana. Because Alana and her mother, I believe, are are presumed dead. And if they knew that Jason's kid was still in the world, they might want to lock her down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so they've adopted her, but they call her Amelia, but it's really Alana. Uh, they go off to Lando's place, and they're dealing with him and helping him out, and nothing really exciting happens there. Meanwhile, the Jedi are like uh, – they're upset and a new guy named Hamner has been placed in charge of the Jedi Order and, and while Luke is gone. And he's dealing with stress with Dollar, right? That's basically – that's basically his position. Mm-hmm. So there's other Jedi that start going crazy kind of one by one, which is like reaffirming this real legitimate concern that there's something going on. And – one of the Jedi that goes crazy does this thing called flow walking, which is walking through time, which is what you – Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and apparently it's something that Jason learned. All of these Jedi that are going crazy are all illustrating and demonstrating skills that presumably only Jason knew. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, so then we're, we're introduced to our, our kind of Sith villain. Her name is Vestara, and it's very weird because it, it, it it's like a time jump thing that goes back and forth. But like it, it's all like two years ago. But she was on this planet that I get the idea is like way out in the outer rim, nobody knows about. And the Sith there haven't been able to get off planet, and they all believe that the Sith rule the galaxy. So like they're just living in the lap of luxury, and have no real ambition of leaving. Uh huh. Because they think the Sith rule the world. So, I mean, ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I'm just spitballing here. If you thought, like, your people won and you're living in the lap of luxury, I mean, aren't you good? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, like, absolutely. Just... They are. Okay. And they are good. Okay. Um, Sometimes ignorance is bliss. But they're visited by this sphere. And this I haven't decided how I feel about yet. But this sphere is – they just refer to it as the ship – Okay. And the ship seems sentient. Okay. And the ship is like informing them that the Sith are basically obsolete in the universe. The Jedi have all but destroyed them and all this shit. It's very weird and I don't know how I feel about it. I don't want to talk too much about it because I want to learn more about it before I give an opinion on it. Yeah. Um, but this, this young girl of a star then starts training to be like a Sith Lord. Um, now I want to talk a bit about what's going on with Luke. Um, so is like Jason, is Jason a force ghost? No, I don't think he became one with the force. Okay. Um, so Luke and Ben, they go to their first stop, right? And their first stop, they basically learn how to do this thing that Jason had learned where they can completely mask themselves in the force. Like no one else can sense them. They're just like a, a black hole. Gotcha. And then they go to the second place, um, which is a, a bit stranger. But this group of people are not force users. 
they're not force sensitive, I should say, but they're able to use the force. How is that possible? I don't. They I don't quite understand it. But they basically they manipulate like as the the forces. It's all around us. It's what ties and binds us. It's you know what I mean. It's all penetrates that, us. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Luminous creatures are we, not this crude matter. So they can actually manipulate. They can actually fuck with the force in between things. Like, but they don't have like force powers like in the sense of like they can't choke you. But like mm-hmm. they'll move inanimate objects. But it's only because they're moving the air between the object. Like they're moving the the physical space between that object and its final location. Okay. Um, they they teach. They also know how to how to flow walk. So they they try to teach Ben how to flow walk. Mm-hmm. Um, ben goes up on this, and like, and Luke is like very much against it, right? And they're like, and Luke Luke is very much against it. Ben's like, no, you got to trust me, and all that kind of stuff. Well, Ben goes up, and Ben's like, you don't know why I'm doing it, and Luke's like, I do know why you're doing it. You're going to go back and try to stop Jason before he turns. And he's like, okay, maybe you do know why. <laughs> so, um, well, didn't J- didn't didn't in the other ones, Jason go back and like witness Vader like killing the younglings and shit? I don't, I don't remember. Okay, so um, ben, ben force walks and he goes back like in time and he sees Jason on this planet. Um, and like he realizes. Like th- through traveling through this time and space thing, and like they also say that like there's nothing like he he starts seeing like different outcomes of him intervening, and he ch- ultimately chooses not to intervene mm-hmm. because he sees that no matter what he does, it all ends up ending at the same place. It's like the force's will is going to happen regardless, so there's yeah. no point in going back and trying to change minor things. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, it's like it's locked. Yes. And then they, they, they realize they, – they come they, – like so the, the Ang-T only taught them this flow walking thing and all this other shit. If they would – if Luke and Ben agreed to go into this cave and find these artifacts um, that, that are considered sacred by the Ang-T that they're not even allowed to touch okay. and see what, what he found in there because they haven't been in this cave in forever. We got a respect or ritual or tradition or whatever. So Luke goes in there. Ben goes in there and they find this thing called a codex. Okay. Which is basically like an amplifier of the force. So this thing is strong enough, I guess, where it's been on the planet the whole time, and that's how they're able to kind of use the force without using it, because it's able to amplify their minimal-ass powers to do shit. Because everybody is on some scale a little force-sensitive because right. you might have they're half, alive. You have half a midichlorian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Which I like. Yeah, I like that yeah, concept. That. Um, so uh, anyway, while using the codex... Luke feels Luke and Ben both feel this huge disturbance in the force. Um, that's like in, the, in what they call the Maw, the M A W, which is like these outer reaches where these Sith are, mm-hmm. and that's where we, we kind of leave. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and now that we're an hour and a half into our introductions, forty-five minutes. Whatever. So, is that all you did for your nerd week? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I got some toys. And stuff. Oh, uh, Joe K W came by. Yeah, brought a fuck ton of comics for us to read. Oh, Deadpool shit. Yeah, Deadpool stuff, and then this other book that he said that we would love that I've never even heard of before. Um, so we'll we'll work our way through that. But it's, what's it, what's it called? I can't remember. It's, it's huge. It's a nice book. It's huge. It's hardcover. It's like an absolute kind of product. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it's like a, it looks like a sci-fi kind of thing. I haven't even got a chance to crack it open yet. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, down. so that was cool. Maybe we should have a comic book party. Dude, CBP? Just sit, just sit there and read. You know, like those old men clubs where they go and nobody can talk, they just sit there and read the paper? You know, you see them like old British films? I wonder if they still exist. <laughs> yeah. I would love to go to one of those. Yeah, me too. Just for the fuck of it. All right, so you'll never, you'll never see Predator 4 uh, teaser image got released. Possible Predator movie coming. Oh, really? I don't even know if I saw that. Well, it's on the uh, the notes. It's on the notes. I must have missed it. Let me get, let me get it right. Let me get the pro right under Blue Bell. Ooh, ooh. Um, dude, I, I think, think it's time for another. Yeah, movie. I was just gonna say I could go for another yeah. Predator movie. You know, the the Predator movie with uh, Adrian Brody. I really like that movie, and I kind of feel like it's gotten lost in time. Like nobody ever talks about it. It's not like a a big pop culture movie like the original one. Yeah, it's not you know, bad. It, maybe because it doesn't have that get to the chopper moment. Maybe. Um, but I mean, de- I mean, it's definitely better than you know Danny Glover's fucking Predator movie. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Um, but yeah, man, I'm ready for another Predator movie. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's time. I I would actually be interested to see a Predator movie where there's no humans. Like we see him hunt other monsters. Yeah, I'd be up for that too. And I'd be up for an yeah. Alien vs Predator movie with no humans. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Aliens vs. Predators kind of ruined on me. I hate to be that sourpuss. Then they had that really big fucking pyramid thing that was dumb. And then they had the See, I kind of like that idea. I don't know. It just seems goof, man. <laughs> goof. I mean, like, I liked it when it was a cameo. Like, you saw the alien skull behind Danny Glover on the wall. You know, like the, Xeno, the xenomorph or whatever they fucking call it. I mean, I thought that was kind of cool when it was... You know, tongue, tongue in cheek, yeah. and the fact that they did one was like, all right, cool. They're gonna you know mix these two properties. That's awesome. Super excited about this. But now it's just like I feel like it's been played out. Like I don't want to see it anymore. Like I've been there, done that. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not that interesting. You know, um, but anyway. So there's that. We got tons of trailers. Oh my gosh, so many trailers. So there was the Game of Thrones trailer. Did you watch that? Nope. It was not gonna do it. Why? Not gonna do it because I don't care. Well, I mean, I don't care about guy. the Daredevil trailer, but I still watched it. I don't, I, you know. Well, I mean, I, I don't even know if I'm going to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, but I don't. I, mean, I don't know if I'm going to watch half the shit. No, the only reason I, the only reason I'll watch Game of Thrones is if you want to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Well, Please. anyway, the trailer, the trailer kind of sucked. Um, oh, there you go. Surprise, surprise. I bet some people died. No. And then you thought they no, were going to live, no, and then no, they died. No, it was all just a bunch of faces. Oh, like on the wall. Yep. Which I do think, which I do think is a cool. Place. Like it's a cool, it's cool imagery. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not mad at that place. Um, but yeah, it, it just it was kind of a big meh. Yeah. I do like me some Game of Thrones. I did. It just lost me. I'm a little sour about it. But continue. Uh, Daredevil. Um, I gotta say, uh, you know, I love Daredevil. After I watched it, I was like, oh, give me some more of that. There's that funny, like, uh, you know, the crackhead from. Uh, Dave Chappelle is like, you got any more of them Daredevil episodes? You know what I mean? Um, I, that's how I felt after I was done watching that. And I think it was because it was like the first show of its type, like the first Marvel show like that, that was dark. It was a 12 episode special, perfect for Bobby. And, um, and then we got Jessica Jones and I was happy with that. I actually felt like Jessica Jones was almost a little bit better. So I was excited after Jessica Jones to say, all right, let's see what they do with this. Uh, but the trailer was kind of like, meh. I was like anticlimactic. Like I didn't really care, you know. Yeah. Well, that's the I thing. Don't... Like, um, 
okay, so so Netflix does a ton of shit right. Yes. Like they get the tone right. Yes. They get the release, like the way they release the product right. Yes. They get the the visuals right. They get a lot of dialogue right. They get a lot of core and essence of the characters all right. But they can't get a trailer right to save their fucking life. Is that what it is? Is just bad trailer? I think they got a bad trailer team. Mm. I don't think yeah. I've seen one Netflix trailer where I've been like, holy shit, dude, I'm in. Well, I think the first Daredevil trailer I was excited about because it's how gritty and dark it was. I think I was excited about it just because it was Daredevil. That might be it. I, I will concede that point. Mm. That It might just be because it was Daredevil. You know? It could have been anything else, and we wouldn't have liked it. The fact that it was Daredevil, we liked it. Well, I think, like, you know, Daredevil is – there's something about Daredevil that, that, like, captures your imagination as a kid. Like, I remember, like, as a kid when the when the Toy Biz Marvel figures were coming out, yeah. like, the, the ones on the gray card. Yeah. Like, I remember – like, I had no idea who Daredevil was, but the moment I saw him in the package, I was like, I love this guy. Well, I think it's, yeah, I think it's the, the devil taboo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's a bad guy that is – that looks like a devil – and you know you're growing up, and like that's bad. <laughs> I mean, I think I just think that's. I mean, I think that's what it is. You know, simply, um, and the fact that he's blind, and you know, he's a lawyer. It, it's it, it's he does have some complexity, uh, and his powers are kind of cool. It's he's got that power set that's really fucking badass, but you would never want them. Yeah, yeah. you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> we should do a whole discussion on that. Like, which powers would you not want? I mean, but like, think about it. It's like it's like, damn, this guy can like see. He can like. He his senses. It's described that it's actually almost faster than Spider Man's um, spiders. It's almost better than Spider Man's spider sense, which is which verges on precognition, uh, because he's basically seeing everything um, from a three hundred and sixty degree from everything else. Yeah. So like he's seeing himself in three hundred sixty degree relation, and he's seeing what it is to see through your eyes in three hundred sixty degree rotation. I think like the best way. To explain his perception, um, and it's and it's and it's almost mind-boggling because you couldn't imagine it yourself. Um, and it, so it's really fucking cool, you know. And I mean, like you can you know, smell somebody change their mind. I mean, it's just fucking dumb. Um, I think he's got the height like in the Marvel universe. I don't think anybody else has got senses as heightened as his. Mm. Um, that might be right. Wolverines is. I mean, Wolverines are good as well. But, like, you know, he can, like, rub his hand against a newspaper and, like, read the ink in the paper. You know, he can sm- he can smell. I mean, I think the only person who's got a matched is, like, Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Superman can hear faster than the speed of sound. <laughs> um, and actually, did you hear about – this is off topic, but do you hear about Superman's new power? No. He can basically interpret the electromagnetic spectrum. So he can basically, like, hear, like – Microwaves and energy waves, like so, like he can basically hear a digital digital cell phone now. Like he, like hear the conversation through the air. Something like that, right? Like he can interpret that now. Um, yeah, something happened. Like just real quick, this is off topic, Go but it's just it. interesting. So you know how they depowered Superman? Like all, all of a sudden he had like the rags around his hand and he couldn't fly anymore. He's wearing jeans and like a in like a t shirt and. You know, uh, everybody knows he's Clark Kent. I think Lois, like, busted him out that he's Clark Kent. Well, what happened is, is he used that supernova power that he has, like, that releases all of his super energy. And basically, there were some dead skin cells. Like, like he, his body was basically covered by cells that weren't able to absorb uh, yellow sun radiation. So he just wasn't able to recharge. Mm-hmm. 
So he's basically like at half power. And then he uh, saturated himself in kryptonite. Um, and you don't know if it's going to kill him. So he saturated himself in kryptonite to kill those, to get rid of those, like strip those cells that wouldn't go away. Yeah. Because they were still impervious, but they weren't functioning properly. And then, and so that's, it, that absorbing radiation basically charged his cells, his dead cells with kryptonite. Kryptonite power that didn't kill him somehow, some way, and now he is got some new powers. Mm. And I, I think you know what, guys? I'm gonna go ahead and put this out there. Call me old fashioned. I think Superman's good. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, he I don't any think he needs powers. Uh, you know what I mean? You know? Sometimes, sometimes you you know just that just that extra dash of garlic can ruin the whole soup. That's right. Here, it's good. I think. I mean, I'm, I'm not, well, I mean, uh, at what point did a writer come across a situation to be like, man, I really want Superman to do this, but he's just not powerful enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, I love Superman, don't get me wrong, but I understand why people think he's boring is because you need these other cosmic beings or magic to to damage him or kryptonite, and it gets kind of boring. It's like, all right, let me see, let's flip the coin. Is it going to be magic or is it going to be kryptonite? Oh, it's kryptonite, you know, and it's just, it just gets dumb. Yeah. And I mean, even this new uh, 52 Superman, you know, people are like, oh, this guy's depowered. He's not. Like, he... He was like thrown through a planet, um, and like went out the other side, and 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 somebody did the math for it. It's like no, this is like the most powerful version of Superman that we've seen, uh, besides the one that was like spinning the Earth on his fingertip. You know what I mean? Like a basketball, right? Um, like the 1950s or 1960s, like ridiculous Superman who could like change the shape of his face. Like you no. Know. Anyway, so speaking of uh, Superman. Warner Brothers. Oh, dude, I Marvel think we should wait, man, because we got so much Batman Superman talk to get into. But this is more of like a okay, yeah, that's fine. You know what I mean? There's so much. Um, so Tommy Farland is finished with the new Spawn movie script. Now he's been finished with the script for like five years. No, right? I think he's been. <laughs> I think he's been working on it for five dude, years. Dude, when, when did we see him last? Uh, it was like five years ago, right? He, oh, that, we saw him last in 2010. No, it was 2005. Wasn't it? That was when we went to New yeah. York. Was it? Yeah. Was it that long ago? I think so. I thought we saw him someplace else and not, not New York. I don't think so. But anyway, okay. he's saying that uh, it's – He's fucking crazy. He's saying it's going to be a horror – same thing he's been saying because like initially when he, when he said he had an idea for another one, he said it was going to be closer to seven than it was yes. to Batman. Um, and it looks and like nobody and, and nobody would pick it up. Nobody's like, no, we're not making a rated R Marvel uh, – R comic book movie. Right. Like I think the concept was like you almost don't see Spawn. It's like it's like Sam and Twitch and like, yeah, it was going to be told from the detective's perspective. Yeah, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I doubt he does that now, but um. So, uh, dude, Todd McFarlane, what a fucking guy. Love him. Love him. Crazier than a shit house rat. The other day, <laughs> uh, what was that? What do you remember that whole crazy conversation he had with one of his artists? can't remember we were at some some Todd McFarlane event and he was talking it was to, it was Cupolo wasn't it or Cupolo or whatever it was the great Cupolo it wasn't Cupolo no it was some new artist because when we saw him in New York it was him and Cupolo yes yes oh and then there was yes. another guy yes yeah I know Cupolo was getting ready to go do Batman right no not yet no he's still like 10 years away I guess I'm the third, eight years away from that Jesus. Yeah, time old. flies, man. I was thinking the other day, isn't it funny that, like, when you think of the 90s in your head, it's always 10 years ago? Yes. Isn't that weird? 
<laughs> yes. Isn't that strange? Like I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was working on my rant for the Toy Fair video. Yes. And like I was talking about, like the the idea the rant was going to be the things that are confusing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the things I was going to bring up was how the '90s always seems like it's ten years ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I could, didn't I could, put that in there. Yeah, I should have maybe, but I couldn't figure out a way to say it where I felt like people would know what the fuck I was talking about. Yeah. But it just always seems like like um like when I, when I think of memories that happened like in from 2000 to 2010, I'm always like, ah, it was a couple years ago because in my head the 90s was 10 years ago, so therefore that situation could only have been a handful of years ago. Yeah. But whatever. Not the case. Not the case. Anyway, so we were we were in I think it was New York, and he was talking about something, and and everybody wanted him to go back, and they were asking him if he ever would go back and do Spider Man again, you know, because you know at that time Jim Lee was doing all the shit with DC, um, if he'd ever go back and draw Spawn again, and and somebody stood up and started having a conversation with him. He's like, well, would you ever do this, that, or the third, or work with some other people? He's like, well. You know, I don't know. We got some new talent on board on, on you know, the the company, like this one guy, Joe Schmuckatelli, and, you know, he'll probably do some stuff like that. And he's like, the guy's like, uh, actually, that's me. I'm I'm Joe Schmuckatelli. I work for you. Right, like, right, right. Oh, yeah. And it was the oddest thing, dude. And, like, I don't know. I didn't know the dude. I don't know the dude. And anybody out there knows the situation. I have it recorded someplace. Mm-hmm. I actually recorded the, the, uh, the conversation. Um, cause McFarlane goes on these crazy rants, dude. He's just like an odd dude. You know, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not trying to talk trash about him, but like, as I would imagine, Picasso was an odd dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sure that, you know, the Picasso rage radio back in the day when they had no podcast, they would sit around and probably talk about that Picasso, how brilliant artist he is, but he's just an odd fellow. Um, but it was so odd because I, like he just kept on ranting and, raving and going on and we were like God, this is golden this is like worth worth the whole trip just to see this guy fucking completely go bonkers um i'm not for nothing man and i hope you don't take this the wrong way he kind of reminds me of your mom <laughs> oh no how can i take that the wrong way <laughs> i mean am, am i close on that bit you know like you know i think that, a little bit i think that the, the problem with my mom is that my my mom has the, i think i think like i'm and i'm no psychiatrist um <laughs> But I think she has like a dissociative personality disorder. Yeah. Um. So it's just like she has so many like she has this complex web of lies that her life is built on, and she can't go back and remove one because then the whole house of cards falls down, tumbles. Yeah. Yep. So like the, even the smallest thing, she can't go back and admit fault or whatever, or admit that it didn't happen the way that she has decided it happened. Yeah. Um. Because it will destroy her entire reality. Yes. Yes. I know some people like that myself. Anyway, um, but yeah, I'm excited about this this Spawn. You know what? Not for nothing, man. I need to go back and watch it. I I, I kind of remember being happy with the Spawn movie, the old one. Have you have you rewatched it here recently? I have not. It's been a while. That that, that digital cape though, Mac. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was happy about that at the time. I think I was too. But when, when I, the last time I did watch the Spawn movie, I was like, good grief, look at that thing. Yeah, because remember they weren't even gonna do the cape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and like everybody's like, "Oh, we don't think we can do the cape." He's like, "That's fine." And they're like, "Oh, we don't just need the cape." He's like, "No, we can change it up. Let's change it up. Let's yeah. see what. Let's make it different." And then at the, at the end of the day, they're like, "Oh, tell you what, we got all this all this extra money laying around, and um, we got this new technique we want to try. Let's do the cape." And they did it. And, and actually, I was kind of happy with it. And it, and it kind of served a purpose, to like slow his falls or or gave him you know surface area to fly. It wasn't just always there. It was like 
the way they they told the story it kind of had a purpose and I dug that you know right 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 like he was jumping off a building and the cape would appear and the wind would catch him and he'd yeah. move over here to get away from danger and you know so anyway but uh, so do we want do we want Jay White to re, re- no, his role no, as Al no. Simmons why not man I just think that I I don't think that he was a, hey he was he was Gamble he right? was Gamble Ga- he certainly you know? was I just I just so, think maybe that it's, I, I, I want to see some new blood. Yeah, I hear you. I wonder if he's even going to be an Al Simmons spawn. Isn't there a new spawn now? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure there is. There has to be, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's been... Star Trek? News? TV news? You know, we've heard about this before. Yeah. And I, I, I was just going to let you talk about this. Because I don't... You know, this doesn't really have any, any meaning to me. Where is it on the? Uh, it's list? down. It's down about three quarters of the way. Um, Ryan Fuller serving as showrunner on Star Trek TV series. I can, I can, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what did Brian? What is Brian Fuller uh, <laughs> no done? It's, I mean, the name sounds familiar. Brian Fuller. Fuller. Brian Fuller, set and co-creator and showrunner of the new Star Trek television series, alongside executive producer Alex Kurtzman. Um. So yeah, I read this the other day. I, you know, it's going to be on CBS, which is fine. You know, I, you know that I don't. But that, there's nothing else to it, and I don't see anything that's really going to make me go, "Ooh, yeah." I mean, not for nothing. I don't want to see. I don't want them to. I don't want to see them do something in the current Star Wars. Star Wars. Jesus, look at that Star Trek universe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the movie universe. So I kind of feel like it's its own thing, and I want it to stay away from my TV. Right, Star right, Trek. Right. You know, you get away. So, I mean, will they reboot Picard and start like a next generation that's based off of this other Star Trek universe? You know, or will they do something that's ahead of the Picard universe? I mean, that's kind of what I want to see. I want to see Admiral Picard or, you know, he's the head of Starfleet and he does a cameo here and there. And they're 20 years on the road from the next generation. It's the next next generation, maybe. Or maybe the next and a half generation. I don't know how that works. It's a generation. It's a gener- Star Trek and the Millennials. Star Trek: The Next Generation after, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hipsters, man. Yeah. God, love them. Uh, With so. their black frame glasses and their flannel, form-fitting flannel. That's an FFF for you. So I don't know. I mean, it was on comic book news. Looks interesting. You know, we'll see what happens. I mean, the guy did uh, Hannibal, which I fucking love. So, and I think Hannibal got canceled. But they kind of, they kind of did all the stories. Yeah. They didn't, need, they didn't need anymore. Did you watch that Hannibal show? I did not. I you know TV and whatnot. I do, but it's that should that that show did not feel like TV. And like it, it did have this very stylized, slow motion, very crisp HD. Many times somebody was getting chopped up or whatever that they did. Like this kind of like you know how. how um, CSI, you know, like, like, oh, the, the, the break in the, you know, the femoral artery, and they do this, like, the CGI, like, zoom in and really fast, and you see the, you see, like, the, the artery break, and then, like, the blood would squirt out, and it would zoom in, and the cells would start going everywhere and dying and, and whatnot, and then it would zoom back out to whatever was, you know, that whole, like, little, little TV trick that they were doing with that? Yeah. Never seen an episode of CSI, have you? No. Okay. Actually, I have. I think my wife was into it for a bit. I think I caught an episode or two. Yeah. Um, so Saul is coming back. Oh, gee, here we go. Now, now look. <laughs> while I've been listening to our show, 
because because it's a good show. Uh, usually, I listen like I listen to Shattercast because I like to critique it and see what works best. But like yeah. I think I listen to our show because I just enjoy it. But um, <laughs> saw so eight. About Not you. Saw yeah. Uh, saw eight. I'm like man, like he's funny. I like a little less of the other guy, a little bit more of that guy. Um, is happening. Which is good for me, but but well maybe because some of the saw the later saws were not as good as as I would have liked. But yeah. but here's what I want to talk about real quick, just real quick, and then we can move on. And I think what what I haven't been able to articulate is I've always been like, but dude is really good, and you're like I understand that, but it's not worth the cost of admission in terms of the violence, the gratuitous violence. And I think this is what I'm saying is that without knowing the whole story, you can't say that. Because the whole story may be enough to pay the cost of admission. Is is my argument that I haven't been able to articulate well. Okay. That's that's all. That's all. Okay. That's the only reason why I left it in the notes. <laughs> so, uh, Deadpool two. Stephen Lang is campaigning for the role as cat as Cable. Um, it's not it's not horrible. No, I don't think it's a bad choice. You know, um, I'm kind of over this whole I'm going to choose my role shit through social media. Yeah, I mean he's like it's it's funny like he's he's an in shape dude, but he's definitely a smaller framed in shape dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, he is. He is like he is like he's hitting the gym already. Like he's yeah yeah. But like you know, I need a guy that's like the size of the rock to play Cable. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like Cable is a mountain of a man. Yeah, and like and like I don't think Stephen Lang. I mean, dude, don't get me wrong. I mean, if they could if they can Bilbo Gandalf it. You know what I mean? Right. Where like he's always like you know two steps forward. Like he he, like he needs to be colossus size. Right. You know, and I'm I'm not, I'm probably not exaggerating. Yeah. With that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. He should be a big dude. I'm with you. And so I, I don't like uh, somebody put a picture up of uh, some wrestler Kevin Nash. I think it is. Yeah, but- Look up Kevin. Just just Google Kevin Nash Deadpool real quick. Kevin. See if I can. Uh, r- real quick though, before we before we get too far, far down this rabbit hole, I just want to say with Kevin Nash, yeah. Um, a lot of times when people start looking into these like bodybuilders or fighters to play roles, they like they just don't perform well. And I, I agree, I agree. But there's a picture. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Oh yeah, I've seen, I've seen this. Wait, yeah, like yeah, he's yeah, pointing yeah, to the case, yeah. pointing yeah, he, the cable. He does, he does look perfect. No doubt. About I mean, like, yeah, I don't, and I don't know, I don't know anything about him. Right. I know, I think he's a wrestler. Yeah, if he's got the chops or anything, something else. Yeah, uh, apparently he was in. Apparently he was in Magic Mike and Magic Mike XL. Well, there's XXL. That. that. Well, there you go. I mean, that's that's just great performance after great performance. I would imagine. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, but it, it is funny that they. I, I did see something where they had a picture of uh, Stephen Lane next to the new Cyclops and Jean Grey. And like, not for nothing, they, they they do look like they if they had a kid, you know, he might look like Kevin Lane. Just right. put that out there. So I mean, um, but yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm just kind of over the whole, the, the whole. Uh, like, I'm gonna play this role now. Watch me tweet about it, and I'm gonna land the job. I'm not. I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, like, who I, who I, is I outdone like, that? I, like, I don't know, but I feel like it's happened. I feel like like, like Samuel Jackson did it for what Nick Fury? No, for Mace Windu. Yeah, but it's Samuel Jackson, man. I hear you, but like, is <laughs> and like, I love Mace, okay? I, and, and like, dude, like, and, and not for nothing. But is, weren't you is, like happy is, is as shit? Choice. 
I mean, shit. He's like, well, he's one of the only good things about those movies. If you ask me. Well, I t- see, I totally disagree, man. Like every time I, I, I see him, I don't think I ever see a character named Mace Windu. I see Samuel Jackson in a, in a Jedi outfit. And what's wrong with that? Th- that's that's not the suspension of disbelief I'm looking for. Uh, I hear you, but that movie can't suspend disbelief anyway. <laughs> yeah, but don't make that problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not his problem. I I, I think that he's the, he, he's he's the only good thing coming out of that movie. You think he's the only good thing? Not literally, but he's a he. All right, I, I will say this: out of everybody in that movie, I don't think I have a problem with anything that he was involved in. I don't know, man. There's a lot of there's I have a lot of I have a lot of beefs with with his performance in there. The only like so do he, tell here's the uh there's a lot of it like uh bring him before us like there's a lot of like bad acting from him in that in those movies. Now could that could a fair amount of that be directorial issues? Sure. I, I don't think that was that bad. No, it is, dude. Like, like, there, and there's a, there's a lot of them. Go back and watch them. Like, 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 it, like, is it bad compared to you know, Caveman? His performance in Caveman Valentine. I never saw. Yes, it. but is it is it bad? You know, in reference to no, it's because I love you. No, it's just bad. It's just, it's, it's, no, it's bad. It's bad in comparison to his performances in other movies. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like I've seen, like Samuel Jackson like knocks roles out of the park sometimes. Yeah, I mean, hell yeah. Pulp Fiction aside, right? Which is just like him at his finest. Yeah. Um, like him in uh, Black Snake Moon. Him in um, Time to Kill. I still haven't seen Black Snake Moon. Time to Kill. Him in um, uh, what was that? It's just on the tip. Django or Django. Yeah, like, you know, like Stevie. He's he he has the chops. You know what I mean? Sometimes he gets casted because he's Samuel Jackson to play the quote unquote Samuel Jackson role, but he has the chops. But like I like I feel like the only like, and it's not that I hate him in in, in the prequels or anything like that, but I'm just like I, I never see him as a character. I always see him as Samuel Jackson. It, the only time that it kind of works both ways for me is when he goes, "This party's over." You know what I mean? Like that's the time where it's like, okay, that's, oh yeah, that's Samuel Jackson and a badass Jedi, and that's what I need from this. But, um, but whatever. You, I don't you just have you just have white Jedi privilege. Yeah. No. 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 I, I, I'm all about. Oh, uh, no. Actually, is Quinlan Boss? What is Quinlan Boss? Some sort of other, maybe. <laughs> You know what I mean, <laughs> I guess. but I, like he's one of my favorites. You know what I mean? From the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I like I don't I don't I, I've never read him as a white guy. But I guess he is kind of maybe a too light skin. Like he's a, maybe like a too light skin for a black guy. Maybe I don't know. But he's an awesome maybe. character. Um, they didn't even give him a fucking shot in the. That's uh, don't get me started on the prequels. I'll be I'll be talking about the prequels all day long. But yeah, it's just it's just something about Samuel Jackson in in his role as Mace that's like off putting to me. Um, hmm. And it's, it's not that I don't like the character. It's not that I. It's just something weird is about it. It's just like it just it's just another reminder that this isn't like legitimate in a way. Uh, has he ever has he ever spoken out publicly about the prequels? No, but he's you know like he's like anytime he speaks out, like that dude is. Like dropping some knowledge, Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's smart fucking. Yeah, dude. like so. Like, I'm sure that like because he said like I remember when um like this is interesting. So like they interviewed him about George Lucas selling Disney the Star Wars franchise for four billion dollars, and they said like, what do you think about that? And he said, I think George Lucas was robbed. And really, yeah. And they said they said it's four billion dollars. That's a lot of money, Sam. And he was like, to some, and left it at that. One year later, I think we'd all agree he could have got a lot more. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. You know what I mean? 
like, but but it's like like when I remember when I first heard that, I was like, man, like four billion dollars, nothing to turn your nose up. But like a year later, I'm like, Samuel Jackson was right, and I was wrong. I, I actually didn't think it was enough. I, I thought that I thought that uh, he was kind of giving it away. Well, then he did give it away, so I guess like. It was- well, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, if you if you would have asked me, like, if I owned Star Wars and somebody asked me, I'd be like, ten minimum, minimum. Like you, you come, you come to the table with ten, and we'll start talking. Like you need to make me as rich as Donald Trump. Yeah, because they're already. I, I don't know what the Force Awakens cost them. Yeah, and I don't know. What, uh, four hundred million. Okay, because I mean, they. I think they just. Yeah, so like they, they've already. Like so, they, uh, they just released something recently that the merchandising of the Force Awakens and Star yeah. Wars since the takeover has grossed three billion dollars. Is that? Is that? That's just merchandising. That's Correct. Not, that's not the two billion. That's not ticket sales. Yeah. So they're already nope. they're already in the green. Oh yeah, and and we haven't even and we haven't even, um, they're in the black. They're in the black. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> they are in the green as well. Um, but uh, what I was going to say is that um, yeah, I mean, we haven't even gotten to DVDs. We haven't even right. gotten to the rental market. You know. So like. My thing with that is that, like, because uh, uh, they just had their quarter, like, because Disney has a, I guess most companies do the quarterly shareholder meeting or stockholder yeah, meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just had that, and they released the the profits on on the merchandising and stuff. So two billion in ticket sales, three billion in merchandise. You know what I mean? And, and it might not even be four hundred million for the to make that movie, right? It might have been three fifty or something. I mean, I think it's four hundred. I, you know, there's a time that I've recalled that, but it is not now. So. But anyway, okay. So let's move on. Yes, um, there's gonna be more Star Wars stuff. Yeah, we got there's plenty. Always, more. There's always more Star Wars stuff. Um, what else was there? There's tons more. There's Ragnarok news. Oh shoot! Um, what we got? I actually didn't read that one. Well, I I actually didn't either. So let me just read it while we're here. Um, huge plot. Huge details plot details revealed. revealed. So if you don't want to be spoiled, well. Yeah, huge plot detail reveals, and then you click on the link, and it's like Thor is gonna have long curly hair. Um, all right, hello. Okay, this looks like it's gonna be spoilery. So if you want to skip out, I don't know why I struggle with that one. So skip out, then um, do so because you don't want them to. Hella will take. Don't leave me. Hella will take Asgard, and Thor attempts to stop her. Hella lays the smack down the God of Thunder, destroying his hammer and straight up murdering Thor's friend. Um. Oh, uh, him, Himdall or whatever his name is, I, I, Idris Elba. Really? Yep. In Avengers: oh. Age of Ultron, there's a scene in the cave where Thor has visions, and that vision it's Elba's that warned Thor of hell right before the visions of the Infinity Stones took over. Now yeah. it looks like uh, Heimdall might literally go to hell. Thor and audiences probably won't take Heimdall's death well, and it happens earlier than you'd expect, but don't worry, Elba won't bow out of the MCU so easily. The final showdown with Hela will feature an army of the dead commanded by the villainous doing battle with good Valkyries from Valhalla and the souls of the righteous fallen, including Heimdall. Cool. Maybe he'll come back. <laughs> I don't see any mention of an Enchantress. Mm. That's going to really bum me in. Well, I wonder, I wonder what's going to happen with uh, Loki then. I guess Loki bit off more than he could chew. Is he confirmed for it? I mean, he's got to be in it. Does he? I mean, he's, you know, Loki. acting as Odin. Yeah, you would think. But, you know, he, the, how much of this is even going to take place on um, whatever? 
Asgard? Yeah. I mean, isn't she taking Asgard? Isn't that what it said? But isn't? But yeah, that's true. But isn't Ragnarok somewhere else? No, Ragnarok is the end of the world. Of, of it's, a, it's a story of like the end of the universe where. Oh, it's not a location. Where, no. Oh, okay. It's when the the great wolf. Uh, uh, should I should know this because it's been basically Fenris. Um, like swallows the sun and everything freezes. That's one cool thing about Viking mythology. You know, like how everybody thinks the world burns. They actually think the world freezes, which is actually more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody just commented on a video. Because um, he was talking about the Darth Revan toy, and I was like, yeah, that Darth Revan man, I loves it. And he said, you ain't lying, protein shake. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm very worried about a lot of those things with, with Thor movie because I, I really like the second Thor movie yeah it was good man but I, I really think this might be the end of the Thor movies and I really want an Enchantress I re- like I don't know man that would bum me out if I because at that point I'll feel like I'll never get one yeah I hear you um I hear you so uh real quick doesn't take a whole lot of talking about but Deadpool did 12.7 million opening night mm-hmm. and then I think went on to to top weekend so that was that was the Thursday opener uh, right, right, and then went. I one. think it did forty-seven million opening weekend, including. No, it did one hundred thirty-five million. Oh, one hundred thirty-five million opening week. Yeah, let me let me just verify that. No, it, it did huge. It was yeah. like Fox's um, biggest opening weekend. That's awesome, man. I mean, I'm, and I don't I don't think for a rated R movie. Oh really? Yeah. Um, it was incredible. This, you know, the last quarter, like, well, not. Since December, I should say. Oh, damn it! My site's not open right now. Um, but no, I want to say that Deadpool did 135 million. Well, that's good. That, I mean, but Star Wars has outperformed that, right? Well, yeah, but this is for a rated R film. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not the top grossing. But that's film. what I said. You said I don't think this is for a rated R. I don't think it's for a rated R. Film. Oh no, 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 no. It's it's. I think it did the best for a Fox movie. Right. Well, Star Wars was a Fox movie. No. No. Not, yeah, but it, 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 not opening weekend. It didn't make 135 million. Star Wars never made 135 million opening. Not the open. I don't think it made that the opening weekend. I think it made like 92 million for like Phantom Menace and stuff. I think so. Hmm. I would. I would find that strange. Well, my website is down right now. Uh, sucks, monkey balls. I would try to look it up. Oh, oh, oh! It's up here. All right. President's Day weekend estimates are over Deadpool topping the charts with a massive 150 million. Uh, to go along with the updated international three-day sales of 132 million, Fox has revealed the, its three-day estimate for the rated R f- superhero feature, uh, giving the film a whopping 264 million worldwide debut. debut. Um, so let me let me do this. Let me see if I can find uh, box, o- box office records. All right, let's see if I can see if I can see Fox by itself. Hmm. Not doing very well. Uh, Star Wars just uh, crossed the two million dollar mark, so it's number three. It's a hundred and two billion. Yeah, two billion. I'm sorry. It's 170 million away from taking out Titanic, but it sells like 600 million away from Avatar. That sucks. It does, man. Why is Avatar so big? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's still in theaters, though. It's not. I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. I don't know, man. The fucking DVD is supposed to hit April 5th. Really? Yeah. Because hmm. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that the trailer is going to be attached to the DVD for Rogue One. 
All right, yeah. Uh, Star Wars Episode One made sixty-four million. Um, opening weekend, Episode Three made one hundred eight million. Really? Yep. That's crazy. Yep. That's awesome, though. It is. I'm looking here, and let me see opening. Well, instead of this, yep. Deadpool is Fox's number one. Number two is uh, Star Wars Episode Three, one hundred eight. That's that's fantastic. Suck it, George Lucas. Well, I hope that I hope that means that you know what I mean. Like we got a that's lot. That's crazy. I mean, it's it's Deadpool opening weekend is Fox's forty three of all time. So do you think highest grossing film? Do you think that uh, Fantastic Four two will do as well? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Dude, not for nothing. Uh, now this is domestic. Uh, Star Wars Episode three domestic record was three hundred eighty. Uh, let me see what Fox's domestic total gross. All right, it's Avatar. Avatar is a is a Fox movie. So yeah, um, ain't hit that yet. So uh, a couple DC. And I mean, and keep in mind, dude, that this is a rated R movie. So like, parents were dropping their kids off to go see this movie. The teenage, the teeny boppers weren't going there to see this movie. You know what I mean? Right. So that's un, that's unfucking heard of. Unfucking heard of. Uh, we got some DC TV news. Shoot. Uh, this was uh, the the filming of Flash and Supergirl is underway. Yes. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, but it's fine. Well, you're excited for me. I, I'm excited I, for you. I am excited. Thank you. I'm so glad. I'm legitimately so excited. Nice, so, so nice of you. <laughs> yes. Um, and um, then there's the Flash Earth 2 Easter egg. Yes. Do you want to talk about that? Because I don't really know anything. So, um, let's get to it. Where is it at? It's like down at the right. bottom. Is that the one that I put it out? Yes. The awesome. Okay. So basically it's like, welcome to the episode was like, welcome to earth Two, Um, and they, uh, jumped through this portal and the portal started, you know, as like a, a warp tunnel or some whatever, but they saw images of other stuff. One was the 1990s flash episode. So you actually saw the old Barry who the guy, you know, whatever his name is. I want to say Wesley Snipes. That's not his name. <laughs> No, certainly um, not. Yeah, he is. John, I think it's John Wesley something. Wesley Snipes, Wesley. He, have, I mean, he took that role. We'd have to pay taxes on it. We can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you see him. Not for nothing, his... though. I'm sorry, but Wesley Snipes' performance in Brooklyn's Finest is fantastic. <laughs> he's, he's not a bad actor. No, man. not at all. Um. Anyway, you know, White Man Can't Jump, one of the classics. But he's bad at paying um, taxes. He is bad at paying taxes. So you saw a image of uh, that Flash. You saw some other images of Supergirl, um, which is cool. And who else did you see? Let me just let me just see because now I forget. You know, uh, you saw a Green Arrow, but a different version of Green Arrow. Supergirl, '90s Flash. Um, There's some Easter eggs of Hal, Diana, and Bruce uh, on on Barry's phone. But see, the Earth to Barry isn't. The Flash, so you know it really doesn't mean anything. Um, you saw some uh, more Gorilla Grodd, and you saw Jonah Hex, and you saw a Legion ring. All very cool stuff. Yeah, very excited. No, I want to see it happen. I want to see some more. Good. Well, did, did you say? Did you want to see some s'mores? I would like to see some s'mores too. S'mores are delicious. They are tasty. <laughs> I'm a fan. I can admit it. Um. Okay, so what else do we have? Uh, oh, Infinity Gauntlet. What is it? James Gunn confirms no Thanos in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. 
don't know how I feel about that. Well, you know what it strikes me as weird? It does. Like, who's going to be their villain? Like, first of all, like, let, all right. They're really dragging this thing out. They are. They are. And now let me tell you the issues that I have with this. Number one, Gamora and Thanos' relationship. One of the most interesting things about Guardians of the Galaxy. Kind of important. Um, Drax and Thanos' relationship. One of the most interesting things in the Marvel Universe. I don't know what that relationship like, is. Like, Drax can feel... I think it's Thanos. It might be the Infinity Gauntlet, but I think it's Thanos. Like, but Isn't his power that he, like, find anybody anywhere? No, just Thanos. Like he's connected to him somehow, or it's the or it's the Infinity Gauntlet. Now I'm confused, but it's one or the other, um, and that's like that. But that's one of the cool things about Guardians of the Galaxy. It's all these connections they have to Thanos. Yeah, you know, and and they teased it in the first movie, which I thought was great, and it just seems in the second movie that they're writing it off. Now I'm not being that guy for anybody listening. Like Man, these motherfuckers are hating on shit before it even has a. Tra-. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just talking because you are. If I am. But if we don't talk about it now, we we. You know what I mean? Like we're just talking about it for the sake of conversation. You know, not, yeah. like we're gonna go see the movie. We're we're gonna think yeah, it's course. fine and all that stuff. Yeah. But but we're gonna love it. Yeah, but but we're just talking about it because it's interesting and fun to be fans and talk about it. Um, but people get bent out of shape when you criticize stuff. Yeah, they do. Anyway, um, everybody and their opinions. Yeah, all their opinions on their internets. It's uh, I just think it's a missed opportunity. I I, I hope that if they don't deal with that, they at least deal with the the father son relationship with. Star Lord, a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be Kurt Russell's is dead. Okay, right? that's good. I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, I like it. Makes sense. So I hope they deal with that heavy. But it's just, it just seems like you know, with Infinity, Kurt Russell's been looking super old here recently, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's a pretty badass, like in interviews and stuff. Oh, I love him. Yeah, I love him to death. But like, it's funny, like he, you know, he was, he was an, I think he was an action star of our youth. I mean, there, you know, between uh, Escape from New York and Big Trouble in Little China, and then who can forget Overboard? <laughs> who can classic action flick? Who can forget backdraft? Uh, yeah. Did you check oh, that door it. for heat, Tim? Did you check that door for heat? <laughs> <laughs> that's my brother. God damn it. Um, um, but yeah, like I, I've seen him on some interviews recently. He's, he's, I guess he's a pro gun guy and maybe pro cop guy. Well, how, how can you, how can you do escape from New York and LA and not be a pro gun? guy? Well, it's funny because a lot of people criticize guys like Liam Neeson and, um, some of these other, people, you know, the wine, the Weinsteins for making all these gun movies and then being huge anti-gun guys. And he's like, nope, you're idiots. It's, you know, and, and it's funny because they're the ones that are glorifying these, these items. Um, in a similar way that I was upset about the, the, the Boba Fett armor, like all these anti-gun guys glorify firearms in their movies and then they're anti-gun, which is c- fucking hilarious to me. And it's, it's dripping with irony. So... Probably their uh, gun privilege, though. It is gun. Um, but you know, recently I saw some of the interviews. Like, wow, dude, you look like Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my like, like yeah. You know, there's those guys that like are 60 years old and they could probably still kick somebody's ass. Sure. You know what I mean? My favorite kind of that, guys. That, yeah, but then there's that one point that's like not anymore. I love, I, anymore. I love, I love me an old salty dog, dude. You know, yeah. when you get the opportunity to like sit down and talk to one, and you're like, dude, like you probably kicked so much ass in your youth. Yeah, yeah, you could probably kill me with. Roll toilet paper. Yeah, right now. I love it. So, but yeah, I just think it's I just think it's potentially a missed opportunity to cash in on some really big stuff that's great in uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy lore. I think that he'll have a cameo. Mm. You know, like he like he wasn't a big part of the first movie. You, you know, know, you know who will not have a cameo? Who's that? Agent Carter <laughs> in a, in a second season of Agent Carter. No, this is the third, third season. Third season yeah. of Agent. She's taking another job. So I think that's why ABC is canceling it. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I think I read that somewhere that like she got offered another job and she quit. But I could be wrong about that. Did you ever watch? They it? said it was poor. No, I haven't watched it. You know, it's funny. Everybody says it's good, but I heard it was it got poor reviews, ratings. Mm. So I don't know, man. I mean, I didn't. It, 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 it sounds horrible. There's just it, it wasn't interesting to me. There's no superheroes in it. You yeah, know I mean, I mean the, like, the context. And is her character's fine. Right, I like exactly. Her. The context isn't that interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, it, and if Tony's dad was in it more, I'd probably watch it. I think he was like in the first episode, and then then I think Jarvis is in it. Like, who Jarvis was based off of? Right. Um, and apparently Jarvis is like Alfred now. You know, I mean, Jarvis has always been like an Alfred knockoff. Right. But like, one thing they did with Alfred is they made him like you know part of you know Her Majesty's Secret Service. You know, like he wasn't just a butler. Right. You know, he was a badass, and that that happened over time. You know, somebody's like, what if, what if Alfred was a badass, and you know, yeah, and maybe trained Bruce done, how to be a badass. They've done stuff like that with the Earth One and whatever. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, they've been doing that for some time with Alfred. It's not like something new, but now they're they're trying to do that with with Jarvis. You know, Jarvis is not just a butler. I mean, and Jarvis is a butler in the the comic book. Uh, I think he did die, and Tony did you know download his personality into a computer program, so it does match with what we have. On the sh- on the movies now, um, but in in the, the Agent Carter, he was like a, a spy that helped her out and helped Tony's dad out or something. Mm. So, okay. Anyway, so we got three big things left to tackle. Okay, we got BVS. Yes, we got Toy News, and we got Star Wars. Yes. So let's let's, go, let's start with BVS, unless you'd like to start with Toy News. Um, how long is Toy News going to be? Not too long. Let's do Toy News. Okay. Toy so Toy Fair was this past weekend. And hey. And we, we need to go next year. Yeah, we're going to try to go next year. Um, and we got tons of reviews. If you guys want us to go and like talk about toys on the podcast and interview people, press 1. Give us a like. And we'll try to make that happen next year. Give us a favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but So one of the things that's a hot topic, shout out to Rolling Steel uh, from ROC. He went and he was overtaken, just smitten with these Mezco, I think they're 6-inch? Uh, scaled figures that are kind of like, and I, I, I he really likes them. So none of this is a, is an insult towards him and his opinions. But they're kind of like a poor man's hot toy. It's <laughs> what it seems like to me. Wow, um, went there pretty quick. Yeah, well, they're like okay, so they're they're they seem to be. I, I don't know. I, I can never keep track of the scale one twelve one all this, but like it seems to me that they're going to be six inch figures with soft good outfits. Okay, they, I, you know, I saw them. They look pretty cool, man. They look great. They look great. Two dollars for you. And and they have um, they have a ton of licenses. Like they have Star Trek, DC, and Marvel. Just I think out, coming out of the gate, so you could potentially have like a a, a, a great scaled collection of multiple universes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, not for nothing. I I kind of like my universes separated by scale. Oh really? I don't. I, yeah, I don't. Really I find like that match. interesting. You know, like, like that's why I've not get, never got into the the Kai or whatever. There's Kai. Yeah, because it's like you know what? If I want to get a Star Wars, I, like I could do like the Star Wars like six to ten inch figure, and then if I want to do a you know a, a DC, they could be like you know twelve inch figures, and then a Marvel maybe a, maybe a five six inch figure. Huh. You know, like so when you look at them, you can tell that they're different things. I don't really want my Captain Kirk fighting with with. You know, Luke Skywalker. Okay. I don't want that to happen. Fair enough. I ha- well, I like uh, like you know, my Marvel Legends are six inch, and then I do the Play Arts Kai for DC pretty much, 
and then I have the the Figuarts six inch Star Wars, and then I also have the Marvel Legends six inch. I think I know why it is though. Are you interested in here why? Absolutely. Because when you match, when anybody tries to match scale, it's usually never the same company in my experience, right? I agree. So you end up having one company being vastly superior to the other company. And I feel like that's a judgment on the characters themselves. Mm, fair enough. Like, oh, look, the DC, like the DC, was it three and a quarter, two and a quarter figures or whatever? Three and three Which quarter ones? Ones? Yeah. Look like garbage. Yeah. You know? But the Marvel ones, they're not bad. They look great, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, oh, okay, so DC is garbage, apparently. Uh, I got a toy. Yeah. Well, Mattel, uh, I'll tell you what, Mattel is not my favorite toy company out there, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they look good, man. I just, I can't get into the doll factor of them, dude. It's just not for me. You need, you need to go talk to somebody about that. Did, did, like, did you get, <laughs> ca- get caught playing with the doll when you were a kid and, like, somebody, like, like punished you? I, I think maybe, I think, you know, my mom did call my action figures dolls. You know, and I do hate my mom, so maybe... I think that's what it is. Maybe. I think you need to talk to somebody about that. Because you might be... You, there might be happiness out there for you in these in these uh, very articulated, well-costumed, well, uh, uh, you know, display-type things. And I'm not going to use the word doll on. <laughs> so, uh, and then there was some other stuff. I'm going through the Toy Fair dump one. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so Mortal Kombat, these are all like I don't, I don't even know the company that's doing it. They're doing Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. They're they're a one twelve scale figure, also soft goods as well. For the, but they also have sculpted plastic work. So I don't know. Is Mortal Kombat that one series you really like? Are they doing it anymore? Doesn't look like it because they did they, mm. they showcased all these soft good figures. But no, that might be another reason why I'm hating on them. Mm. Um, then there was that Harley Quinn like uh, light that was like uh, oh the leg light yes. It's cool, man, but like it's 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 too much. It's just too much, <laughs> Dude, Because it's like it's it, for a display piece though, like in, a, in like a, a collector room. I think it's I think it's too much on the nose for like people like us. You know, like it, nobody nobody in my home would appreciate that, but you. Right, right, right. You know, right. and I, and I hate to say that, but it's like, and I and I kind of feel like Christmas Story, which was all the rage, you know, like when we were growing up. I kind of feel like it's getting. You know, it's kind of on the outskirts of of of, of classic Christmas movie now. Yeah, it I know it's blasphemy, but I mean, like, I don't think that the hipsters are digging it. I don't think they get it. Which is stupid. Yeah, because they're stupid. Yeah. Um, NECA. Hipster privilege. NECA's aliens look great. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I wish NECA made more toys that I want to buy because they make a good figure. Yeah. We talked about these soft goods figures uh, from Mezco. And then NECA has the Ghostbusters Slimer and... Uh, yeah, that go- that go- that uh, Ghostbuster Slimer looks fucking perfect. Yeah, it's spot on, it's spot on. And then they have the, the Batman Arkham Knight, Batman, which looks great as well. And then the, uh, I don't know who's doing these Bill and Ted Excellent Adventures figures, but I knew Dante would be upset if I didn't speak about them. <laughs> I didn't even see those, man. Yeah, I think Dante and Jr. Are like both like, dude, I'm in. It's in the it's in the Toy Fair dump part one. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, man. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Was probably one of my favorite movies back in the day, <laughs> and, and, I, and I love, I love, uh, I loved uh, Excellent Adventure. Don't get me wrong, but there was just something about Bo- Bogus Journey, which is horrible. It's a horrible movie, um, but like just Station, I, used to, I, I still say that shit to this day. Like Station, you know, um, <laughs> and it's one of those movies. Like every once in a while, you make a comment like that, and somebody gets it. You're like, yeah, you can be my friend now. Neca's uh, Gremlins line is continuing with the bad Gremlin. I kind of wish yeah. I got in on this line. Uh, it's too much, dude. You think so? They're pretty cool yeah. looking, though, man. I mean, they, they are they are cool looking. They're like they're they're so. I I, I kind of feel like it's pandering to the '80s, dude. I loved Gremlins you know? too so much, though, man. 
I was like a huge fan. Yeah, it's okay. See, now that was that civilized? Certainly not. Fun, absolutely, but not civilized. <laughs> um, Castlevania figure from NECA, the 8-bit deco. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's not for me, but it's pretty cool. That, that one that they did to the Batman Sega Genesis game, it's like the same thing. Like, it looks awesome because it looks just like yeah. the game, but it's not for me. Was it Sega Genesis or Nintendo? Sega Genesis. Nintendo. Maybe Sega Genesis. Maybe it's Nintendo. It doesn't matter. Contra looks great. Yep. Um, and then we got a new look at McFarlane's new Spawn figure. Shoot me a link for that one. I it's didn't in, see it's that in the one. toy dump. It's in, it's in, it's in the, uh, the notes. It's in toy dump part one. Um, see. It's worth taking a look at. It, it looks beautiful, but it looks more like a statue than it does like a figure to me. But he keeps calling it a figure. I hope he's learned from modern day toys that he can't get away with that bullshit anymore. Where he makes a figure that like only one knee moves and one arm. It's McFarlane. He do whatever he wants. Yeah, I guess so. Second. Oh, there he is. Oh, damn it. I went too far. Aren't you getting a statue vibe? Uh, that is definitely a statue. That is not a figure. Yeah, unless it's like some sort of prototype where the joints aren't in there. It's just like the, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, look how big it is. It's, it's, it's got to be 12 inches, 12 inches tall. I would think so. I mean, look at the slots behind it in the case. You know, in the bobblehead. Yeah. Next to it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely 12 inches tall. Hey, that's a statue. That is not a figure. I agree. But he keeps calling it a figure. I think he just uses that word because he's Canadian. <laughs> um, and then the Play Arts Kai, Wonder Woman, and Bat- Armored Batman. I mean, not for nothing, dude. Wonder Woman's face, even this black and white version, looks fucking perfect. Yeah, dude. I'm in for – I've already pre-ordered the Bat- Fucking perfect. I'm not getting the Armored Batman, I don't think. Um, but I, I've already pre-ordered the Fathead Batman and the Superman. The Wonder Woman hasn't gone up yet. Fathead Batman. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the SH Figuarts Turtles. Looking good. Yeah, man. I pre ordered them as well. And then these Star Wars Samurai figures. What do you think about them? I think they're stupid. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I, you know, aesthetically, they look visually interesting. Right. But I, I, I just, you know, I don't like that shit, man. Because, you know, it's like, all right, Star Wars already has Buddhist samurai tones to sure. it. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, like, Vader's costume already looks like a space samurai. Right. In a way. So why do you need to? The thing that's the thing that makes it cool is that there's there's hints of it. There's there's this this inspired this. So when you add this other thing to it, it just it just muddles it up. See, I think it looks really cool, man. Like it's a very you know it's a niche type thing, and I like. But like that Boba Fett though. Oh God, it looks good to me, dude. Mm, no. Mm? no. 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 <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't think I can afford it, but. Um... I mean, how much are they? It's like sixty bucks a pop, but like I can't like with with the amount of shit that I'm collecting. Yeah. Um. And then in Toy Fair Dump Part Two, are you looking through it? Uh, Transformers. Look good. Got a Chrome Dome, Mind Wipe, Scourge, Fort Max. Who's this? Yeah. Oh, Mind Wipe. Yeah, that's the, that's the bat. Yeah, Wheelie. Um, the Fort Max looks huge. Yeah, he's gonna be. The but you know what? I'm looking at this right now. Unless that toe moves, right, I don't think you're getting your ankle rocked. Yeah, that's buddy. what I was saying, man. That unless that toe is on a swivel, I don't think I'm getting it. And I, and I'll tell you, in the transform mode, it doesn't look like it's swiveled at all. Yeah, it, yeah, no, it doesn't. No, it's not. It doesn't. It's, not. it's on a hinge, isn't it? Yep. No, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you're getting what you want. This looks dumb, dude. <laughs> you know, like it's cool. It's cool when you're eight. You know. 
but it, it's 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 not a transformer. You know what I mean? It's not. It's like I'm gonna lay down and do the Superman. Yeah, pose. but that's kind of how it's always been, though. Yeah, but I'm. But, but what I'm saying is, like, it's like, yeah, it's always been that way, and it was dumb back then. But we were just. It was. It was cool to have a two foot tall robot. Yeah, but I think it's the same you know? kind of thing now, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, you still want that two foot tall robot for your collection? Yeah, but like, well, why? Why can't? But now they have the engineering to do some fucking serious. I agree. Interesting stuff with this. I agree. Like, I mean, the whatever, like the aircraft carrier mode. I guess he's literally. Just on his belly, head down, with his arms up like Superman. Yeah, well, I think that that, that might be the head is off, and the head is forming that middle bit. That, maybe. Um, oh, you got me there. No, 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 no. That wasn't. You know, that, like, wasn't that wasn't. And then, and it's like, and then in another mode, you know, the guns are gonna do a splits. Like it's literally that's all you do. It's the same thing, except you pull the hinge at the hips, and they go. 90 degrees right Yeah, but that's what, I, I'm okay with that because that's how it's always been. But, like, you see the picture of him in Robot Mode where he's just standing against the black background? Yes. Like, I seriously doubt. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to be wrong. But I seriously doubt we're getting all that color breakup. That is a lot of color. I seriously doubt that's going to be the final image. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that, like, between the wheelie, the mind wipe, the chrome dome, I do. You know, the, I, the, wheelie, the wheelie looks good. Yeah, I feel it, like they're not for nothing with this. I, I would agree. And not for nothing, the wheelie vehicle mode looks kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, 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 the way they've done the angles and the yeah, – and, yeah. you know, it actually looks like a vehicle that might be something that we have in a few years. Yeah. You know, yeah, like Cadillac 2020 CTS. Now, can I gush over something? Yes. That Dark Revan. That Darth Revan. Darth Revan. Darth oh, my God. Pretty cute. I needs it. Yeah. I, I, I think that um, the, the tattered cape. Yeah. Uh, it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. It's good, man. And then Sabine in 3PO. Yeah. Yep, I'm on board. It's it's interesting to see her in a more... I agree, in a, in a not human. animated looking way. Yeah. Kind of sexy little unit. Yeah. Um, and then... The Leia, like, looks like, the Leia looks like garbage, though. Yeah, I think that's probably a paint thing. I think the head sculpt is probably fine, and the, the paint on it just makes it... <laughs> Can we go for a young Leia, but with all the Botox or her facial expressions don't work? <laughs> Luke, <laughs> that's the exact. And look at her hands, man. Her hands are like monster hands, a little grumbly. Yeah. Like, look like the witch, Hansel and Gretel. I witch. hate that in general with action figures, like especially out of the Hasbro lot, where they give you two holding hands and only one yeah. weapon. Yeah. You know, because what are you supposed to do with that other hand on the shelf? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Luke looks good. Samurai cloak looks a little too puffy. Deadpool looks great from the Legends line. Yes, yes. Um, um, I like the 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 grenade launcher or the bazooka yeah, with, with the, the punching bag. Yeah, Miles looks good. Yep, uh, Miles looks awesome. Yeah, he does. And so and it's funny, like he, his he he looks like a little bit more petite. Yeah, than Spider Man, which is, is that style of the Ultimate Spider Man universe. I agree. Um, but it, it but then I don't know if it's just the painting because he's darker and the the stripes make him look thin. Maybe. Who is Silk? I mean, she just another Spider. Yeah, I think it's all. Yeah, it's another Spider Verse thing. Instead of Peter Parker, it was some Asian chick. The Hobgoblin looks great. He looks good. He has a goofy looking costume, but it, it, it does does well here. Uh, and and then uh, Nico was an interesting choice. Is that the purple? Yeah, chick. It's like a Doctor Strange. I think it's from their Doctor Strange wave. And then of course Rogue. Rogue's good. Oh man. my god. You know what it is? Them boots. Yep. It's money. Boot, did them boots ride. It's money. 
Havoc is all right. Not my favorite Havoc design. Uh, actually, I like Cable. Yeah, Cable looks good. Iceman looks good. I- Iceman, I wish they would have gone with a more traditional Iceman, but he's still Yeah, a little okay. classic. Yeah. I see we got a little half picture of Kitty Pride. Yep, she looks all right. She comes with a lock yeah. key. That makes me happy. Yep. So uh, that'd be two Jewish uh, figures in this line. Getting the old school Nick Fury. Yeah. I'm on board. Black Panther looks good. Nuke looks good. Yep. Yep. Looking good. A little, cra- a little crazy. <laughs> and that's Toy Fair for you. So now mm. BBS. Let's save the one article for last. Okay. Um, Because that's the one I think that's going to generate most discussion. So <clears throat> Kingsman Star rumored to be Jason Todd. Yep. Is that going to be in BBS? Um, I think we'll probably get a flashback. It would be nice if if that means that Jared Leto is not Jason Todd. Or, well, I, I think that guarantees it. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. So that's 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 worth noting. Dude, I feel like man, every time I turn around, they're adding more and more to this movie. Yeah, but like, well, the one thing that I, I'm kind of you know that little that little page that comes out it says you let your family die. Yeah. I think that's from I think that's from Lex Luthor. Hmm. I don't think it's from Joker, and it might be from Lex Luthor in Joker esque writing. Right. To, you know, to throw him off. Activate, throw him off a little bit. Because I think I think Luthor knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. That would be cool. Um, so Batgirl accidentally confirmed. Yeah. So that uh, that mock up of her looks great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down with it. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder in what capacity they're going to be. Uh, that's another thing I don't understand about New Fifty Two is Batgirl. Like she's like young and not crippled and. Yeah. Um. You know what's so funny, dude? Is like I really love the Oracle character. You know. Yeah, I do too. Like she's I, the backbone of the Bat family now. Yeah, she's like the mother. She's a surrogate mother, and I don't mean she's just the mother because she's a woman. You know, there, there's there's a certain role and power the mother has on the the family dynamic. I totally agree. You know what I mean? Like, there's an old saying that like if the man if the man of the house is the head, the woman's the neck. Right. You know, um, which for, for those of you listening, it's not my male privilege. It means that you know the head can only look at what the neck turns to make it look at. Yep. You know, that's it's a very very interesting analogy. I agree. Metaphor. 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 Anyway. Um, but she kind of keeps everybody in check. Like she, she, she definitely has helped Bruce in Dick's relationship. Because I think Dick would have left a long time ago, and I think Bruce would have just said, "Well, fuck you" for the fact of it. You know what I mean? Right. And, and so they're probably both alive because of that. Um, she's been kind of a, a mother to Tim in a way, and I don't, I don't know how like about Tim and her being an item in this new Batman. Uh, like the, the, the comic book one. I mean the comic book one, the video game one. Not feeling that. You know? The age the age differences is too much. Wait, wait, um, what video game? In the Batman Arkham Knights. Tim and Barbara Tim, together? Yeah, Tim and Barbara together. Oh, I don't, I don't even think I've ever noticed that. Uh, you know, it might be one, one of the downloadable content things. Oh, okay. Um, you know, they're like on their honeymoon or some, some bullshit in the future. In the future. So, yeah, love her character. And, you know... Her as bad girl is is cool, and and you need to have her as bad girl to have her as Oracle. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, if she is bad girl, if she is Oracle in this movie, which I'm fine with, I do hope that in a Batman movie or something, or maybe a, you know a Batman prequel, you know, mm-hmm. we get to see that transition. I'd love to see the Killing Joke. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and, and you know what? It could be. It could be exactly word for word, shot for shot, of the the comic, and I, I would be fine with. Yeah, that. I'd be on board. Um, so. so now we get to the meat and potatoes of this conversation. Yes. So this is a two-parter. Yes. I'm going to read the the downer first. You, are you read, you're reading the whole article? Yes. Okay. So Comic Book News published this article by a guy. Uh, it's like Hitfix or something. Uh, a guy from Hitfix, or something like that. They said WB is rumored to be worried about Batman vs Superman and Justice League movie universe future. So I'm going to read the article because it's worth reading for the sake of discussion. Yes. Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers recently released the final Batman vs Superman trailer, which was better received than the last. Now it's being said Warner Brothers is worried. The info comes from Hitfix's Drew McWeeny, which is funny, who talks about the latest Batman vs Superman trailer in the Justice League universe. It's a real thing, drawing dicks. <laughs> I do think this is the moment now for Warner to make the case, sort of pulling the curtain back a little bit. Warner's a little bit worried. This movie is starting to scare them. And it's scaring them because they are starting to show it to people now. People are starting to lay eyes on the film, and the response has been not exactly what they think they wanted. McWeeny, what, do you, what do you think that means? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. McWeeny goes on to speculate that he thinks Suicide Squad will be a hit, that Wonder Woman will be finished the way they are planning, but McWeeny goes on to say he would be surprised if Justice League starts filming when it's supposed to, and also that he would be surprised if Zack Snyder directs it. McWeeny continues with mention that he has talked with enough people close to the studio that his guess is Justice League will be pushed back and the Ben Affleck Batman standalone movie will be taking place in Justice League's stead. My guess is they're going to throw whatever money it takes at Ben Affleck to make the Batman film happen sooner rather than later because they are going to need to rebuild again. They are going to need to win people back over. They're going to need to lay some different groundwork. I don't think this is going to be the springboard for Justice League they wanted it to be. McWeeny also says that he hears they are working on a WB that Ben Affleck has said to be very good and Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor is great. That's a quote. Mm-hmm. It also suggests the reason for the problem surrounding the movie is that it was rushed. It's two days prior to Comic-Con announcement that they were deciding to do Batman vs. Superman. It's further said that WB Justice League movie universe is suffering from not having someone at the head of it, similar to Kevin Feige at the Batman vs. Uh, and that if Batman Marvel's Kevin Feige, and that if Batman vs. Superman doesn't make a billion dollars at the box office to expect a lot of changes following the movie's release. Yeah, that's... that. That's a tough one. Yeah. Um... You know, so now, now I think some of this will be answered in this next article where you're about to read. And he says he um, also goes on to state to look for promotion to shift toward Ben Affleck and Batman. Yeah, which which we kind of already knew was going to happen. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it just when it comes down to it, is Batman just a more interesting character to people because it's easier for them to relate to, him. and because people know more about Batman than they do about Superman. But I think yes. that's kind of the yes. problem of these films or of, the, of this studio. Yeah, you know, like like cause there's plenty to love with Superman. You just got to expose it. It is so. I think the first thing that we we should say with this is that we were right. Um, all of our concerns about them putting too much into this movie, moving it too fast, uh, you know, because like you know, one thing when they when they said that the the Superman movie, um, I mean, it was supposed to be out at Christmas, right? Yeah, I know. Or was it November? I don't recall. I don't know. It was, it, they pushed oh, it back initially. It was going to compete with Avengers, I think. That's right. No, 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 no. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, um, I was almost happy to hear that they were going to push it back because I just thought this is this is too much, too soon. And uh, you know, every other day we were hearing about now this now cyborgs in it. You know, and I remember the I remember the exact spot that I was at when I called you and talked to you about it because it was like this is so fucking crazy, man. Like cyborgs in this movie now? What the fuck's going on, dude? This is crazy. 
Now Wonder Woman's in it too, and Batman and Aquaman. Now fucking Cyborg's in it. Right. And that, like if they're if they're getting ready to put Cyborg in somebody, you know, not that he's this huge mega awesome character. He's not bad. I like Cyborg, but it's like you're really going for you know you're going for broke. This is basically going to be the the early version of the Justice League movie. And you know we were everybody was concerned about that. I I am I'm wondering if you know a couple of different things is happening. One is is that there's been a lot of beef here recently with Zack Snyder. Yeah, and he's getting into like arguments with people about like how, how he didn't change the character and how he's it's you know if you know the canon you know that he didn't change the character and, and the Superman in this this universe is canon and I don't disagree with him. I, I think that the the counter arguments to that is like well there's there's 80 years of canon so which you know which Superman are, are you talking about and it's kind of a cop out you know, uh, you know, argument because it's like, you know, it's the spirit of Superman, dick fuck. You know what I mean? It's like everything that, everything that you see here is going to be in the spirit of Superman's canon. It's going to be able to trace back to Superman. He didn't change Superman. And I agree with that. Um, he, you know, he changed some of the, the storylines in regards to how, you know, um, you know, uh, Jonathan Kent died, but I mean, Jonathan Kent di- dies, uh, you know, 20 different ways in 20 different movies. And in the comic book, he just died in the last 10 years. It was, it wasn't like he died, like in the first Superman movie, Back in the day, I had a heart attack, which which was a good scene, which really developed his character. Um, but I, I am I am concerned too. But I will say this, man, I'm getting a lot of people, a lot of people talking to me about about BVS in a good I way, mean, in a good way. Okay, like like it's like oh man, that fucking Batman. Like you know, I, I've been talking about Daredevil. This all I've been doing is talking. Everybody, you need to go see Daredevil. Ah like, oh, man, I'm waiting for that Batman Superman. I'm waiting for that Batman Superman. Like. And so I, I think that just because Batman is going to be in it and, and everything that everybody's seen of Batman thus far has been, you know, really positive. And not for nothing, man, people like Ben Affleck. Comic book nerds don't like the idea of it, but I don't know anybody now who's talking shit about it now. You really? Know what I mean? See, I've, I've encountered the exact opposite. Really? Yeah. Like, so. Like, so, so in my conversations with you, I'm able to be honest and expose my true feelings. Yeah. But in my conversations with the normal guy – I've had to like just say it's going to be good. Don't worry about it. It's going to be like pump it up. Yeah, because people have been like, I don't know about the way. I don't know about that, man. Like, you know, and I'm showing them like the trailers, and they're like, ah, ah. Like which one, the Doomsday trailer, or like all the of second them? and third one? I had I had people with the first one. Yeah, but the second and third one are not doing it. Yeah, I haven't heard anybody complain about the third one. Nobody's complained about it, but nobody gives a shit that I've shown it to. And like, the, I think the Batman fighting scene, it's like it. Like we when we saw it in the in the movies, yeah, it was it, it looked fine. But like when I yeah. show people on my phone, it's like dark. It's hard to see. Do you know what I mean? And unless you're it like is. unless you it like is. know what the fuck is going on with Batman, like I can see how somebody would be like this doesn't do it for me. Yeah, um, that's fair enough. But I've been like, uh, you know, I've had to be like, no, I, I think it'll be okay. It's going to be two hours and forty minutes. That gives it a little bit more time to establish all these things they're supposed to establish. And they're like, well, they're showing us everything in the trailers. I've even heard people say that. You know what I mean? That aren't into this shit. Yeah. You know, and I and I've been like, look, if they're showing you it in the trailer, there's a good chance there's a lot of stuff they're not showing you. Just give it yes. you know, I, I I've been using that argument, but like I feel like them. Yeah. You know, but I but I've been just trying to boost their confidence because I want this movie to be successful. I mean I I can't imagine it's not it's not gonna flop. No. No. I mean it might be like, you know, Avengers where they expect a billion dollars and they right. get nine hundred million. Right. You know? Um and I fucking price tickets. I can't imagine they 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 don't make a billion dollars off this motherfucker. Yeah, um, true. And I, and I think there, there's also gonna be other things too. Like there's gonna be lots of talk about you know, oh man, fucking Wonder Woman was awesome in it, and you know, Batman was amazing in it, 
And, and so there's going to be stuff that people are going to flock to see because they've never seen it in, 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 a, in a movie theater before. I mean, dude, like if you're, if you're a Wonder Woman fan, if you're just a Wonder Woman fan, you're going to go see this movie. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, like there's no, there's no if ands and buts about it. Well, let me ask you that question. Do you think that there are that many Wonder Woman fans that aren't comic book fans in general? I, I I'm, sh- <coughs> excuse me. I knew, I know that when I was working at the comic book store, there's one dude that was like obsessed with Wonder Woman, and I don't think it was a sexual thing. You know, mm-hmm. like he just really loved the whole Greek mythology part of it. So yes, I do think there's Wonder Woman fans. Okay, and also well, I, mean, I, think I think there are Wonder Woman fans too. I just don't think there's that many. Where I think that there's, I think that there's comic, like female comic book fans who aren't necessarily into like they're more the indie comic book fans, uh-huh. but they still like Wonder Woman. Okay, you know what I mean? So like they're gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna go check. Th- like I, I wouldn't really care if it was just Batman v Superman. Or the fact that Wonder Woman's in it, I'm gonna go check this out. Okay, you know, I mean like I'm, I'm taking my kids, taking my daughters. They're gonna see Wonder Woman on the big screen. Oh yeah, yeah mine too. Mine too. So, um, but it, it it is interesting, and I and I think that this other. This other uh, story that we're about to get into explains it a little bit more, and it's interesting. It's an interesting spin on the whole topic. Okay, so but, I'll, I'll read this one as well. Okay, okay. So Warner Brothers thinks Marvel fans are too dumb for Batman vs. Superman. That's the name <laughs> of the article. <laughs> Last week, a report... Uh, uh, for, before we go any further, i got to say this. I am so fucking sick and tired of this. Marvel fans be like, DC fans be like, that shit doesn't exist, dude. It's not East Coast versus West Coast rap. And and that didn't even really exist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, I've never met anybody who's like, fuck Marvel or fuck DC or whatever. Now, I've met people who are fans of Superman. You know, they're like, you know, I don't like Superman. I think he's stupid. That's fine. If, if If you're not a fan of Superman, hey, that's cool. I can understand why you may not be able to relate to him because he's super powerful and he's incredibly handsome <laughs> whatever else. But like, who the fuck's like, oh, I hate Marvel. Fuck Marvel. Yeah, I don't, I Robert don't, Downey, loser. Right. You know what I mean? Robert Downey. Like, it, <laughs> I mean, that's stupid, man. Um, so last... I'm sorry, I'm sorry that Facebook bullshit. Last opinion. week, a report, a report starting... Make a report... Mm, this is... I'm worried about this article already. A report started making the rounds that Batman vs Superman: Daughter Justice was in trouble and that it could derail or delay the planned shooting for Justice League Part One. The initial rumor claimed that Warner Brothers was worried about their impending DC Comics adventure, which is being used to set up the DC EU. What is EU? Cinematic Universe? Shouldn't it be DCCU? I don't know, man. DC Cinematic Universe doesn't matter and that people who have seen the movie are not responding well to it today we have a vastly different report one that claims warner brothers is simply worried that marvel movie fans are too dumb to understand the weighty material that do that and detailed storyline being set up in batman vs superman <clears throat> the first report came in from hit fix hit fix drew mcweeney he positions the idea that warner brothers is going to have to rethink their entire impending slate and that the studio is going to push the solo Batman movie instead of moving forward on Justice League. This new conflicting report comes from Batman on film who admits that Warner Brothers is concerned about the movie but they're not worried about the quality of the movie. Instead, they think it's simply too smart for the average superhero moviegoer. The site has this to say. They're more concerned about how the audience will respond to it and how it will perform at the box office. Hmm. It is being speculated that the mainstream audience has become accustomed to the popcorn appeal of a previous Marvel movies, and perhaps fans won't respond as well to Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, which arrives with a screenplay from Oscar winner 
from an Oscar winner. This sounds like a low blow to Marvel and his fans whose movies shouldn't be categorized as thoughtless fluff. The Marvel movies have their strong continuity, blah, 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 blah. Uh, da, da, da. Most of this is just insider talk, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, that's the basic gist of it. But I still don't think that that quote is necessarily misinterpreted. Maybe here, here's my here's my thing, and I and see this is kind of difficult because it, you know I'm setting boundaries here, and maybe this is the Marvel vs DC things people are talking about. When I was a young lad, you know, you know, when I first started watching comic, looking at comic books and TV shows and stuff like that, you know, Superman and Batman were my favorite, you know, because they just have they're they're just like these gods, you know what I mean, Superman specifically. And then as you're going through your adolescence, I felt like I gravitated towards Marvel because it was all about like this kind of you know, teenage, real world, you know, you can associate with some of the problems that Spider-Man had and, and the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, you know, you're being different and stuff like that going through that phase. But when I became a man, um, I felt like I gravitated back to DC because it's the storylines, like how complex they were, uh, I think just outdoes anything that Marvel has, Yeah, you know? And you know, I hate to I hate to see that. It's not that I don't love my Marvel books. It's not that I don't like, love my DC books, but I kind of agree with the assessments of what they're saying. Is like like this Marvel versus versus DC is some. I mean, this Batman versus Superman is some serious shit. I mean, that's a comp. If there's one percent chance that he's our enemy, we have to take this absolute certainty. Yeah, that's some complex shit to to kind of mull over. Right, like, right, right. I agree. Be, why don't they want to be friends? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, that's that's some that's that's some in depth of how Batman operates. Like, like the Joker, you know, like not for nothing, man. Like, you gotta be kind of built to to understand that, you know, how crazy that motherfucker is, and it's off putting to some people. And it's not, and it's not something about the intellect. I don't think it's an intellect thing. I think it comes down to the same thing with me and Saul. It's just, it's just, I don't want that on my pizza. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I want to come to a movie and watch jokes and watch funny things and. You know, watch a pun about cussing that goes through the whole movie in references and, and yada, yada, yada. I don't want to have to think about existential things and, and morality and what's right and wrong and, and, you know, the good of the few out, out you know, weigh the good of the many or vice versa. Not the good of the many outweigh the good of the few, vice versa type shit. Um, you know, and th- there's some really heavy concepts that go along with a lot of DC stories. And I think this is absolutely right, you know? I mean, like... I love I love the Batman Begins in Bat in Dark Knight, um, but a lot of people don't like those for the reasons I like that. They just like the the action of it. You know what I mean? Like how crazy the Joker is, but they don't really get they don't really get it. Like the, there's a scene when um, Maroni is sitting there and talking to Gordon, and he's like, "This is just this is just too much." You know what I mean? And that and and, and tells and tells Gordon where where uh, the Joker's gonna be. You know what I mean? Uh, and Harvey Dent's all blown the fuck up. I mean, like, I believe that that's realistic. I believe even a dude who's a crime boss, who, who gets up every day, you know, eats breakfast, kisses his wife, you know, passes children on the head before they go to school, he still has, you know, understanding of right and wrong. He's a businessman, and he's willing to do, he's willing to go, uh, uh, you know, a certain thing. But I don't think anybody wants to watch somebody all half burnt up and by some crazy fucking psycho. You know what I mean? Um, like Tony Soprano would never do that to somebody, you know. Right. And and like that in that scene, there's some real level and depth to that guy's character. A lot of people kind of glaze over it, 
but I, I do feel like that that says something about about those films that you have scenes and stuff. And most people would never even remember what I'm talking about. And I mean, if if you ask like, well, you know, how did you know where did Gordon go to to try to find the Joker and who told him? Nobody would know. You know, because they don't they don't they didn't understand the importance of that. Um. And the importance of, but I see. You know, I think that that mean, could be this movie's saving grace for me and you. No, for Joe Citizen, maybe because I, mean, I, I feel I like this so. movie is gonna have a lot of gratuitous action, and I feel like that is what could save it for the mainstream audience. Maybe, maybe. I mean, Snyder but, is known for that. You know what I mean? Like, but, but would you agree that the, the concerns of it's too deep that what, that might turn people off? Yeah, but I mean, I, I'll tell you that, what, right? man. I I think that the too deep thing. I, I I don't think it's the fact that it's too deep that'll turn people off. And this is, of course, all speculative, right? I yeah. think that if there's a lot of story devices in a two-hour and forty-minute film, it could slow the pace down enough to turn off the average moviegoer. But I, but I think that the the action is going to be in abundance. You know, like – Oh, I think the action is going to be in abundance as well. Right, and that's why I think that, that, that it might do well with the mainstream audience because, like, he does action. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I, from comic book fans, I've always heard that they, they criticize Man of Steel because of all the the violence at the end of the movie, right? Like the destruction of the city with no sort of regard for consequence. Mm-hmm. Um. But from the average person, the only complaint I hear about uh, uh, Man of Steel is how slow it is. Yeah, you know, and, and and that's because there is all that setting up of of the history of Krypton and and how that relates to Clark and all that kind of stuff. And like they they just want to get to the fight on the farm and then the fight in the city. Yeah, you know, and I I think that as long as this movie has enough action elements with with all these characters, like and, and I. You know, with fights that we've seen in Batman in different suits, we know at least there's going to be three different fight sequences. Yeah. So I hope that that's just three of more, and that will be enough to hold over the, the audience. What I want is what you're talking about. I want I want that pool to jump into. Like, if you listen to our reaction, which, which I have, <laughs> um, to Star Wars, it's three hours. Yeah. We talk more about Star Wars than the length of Star Wars, and we yes. can, and, and then we go on for episodes later with more thoughts on it. And I, I, I know it's not going to be that much from Batman vs Superman, but if you listen to our Deadpool reaction, it's like forty minutes, and we're good. No, it's not even that. It's like twenty. Yeah, it's twenty minutes. Four minutes, exactly. and then, it's, and then, and then, then the other the other time is just excited about going. Exactly. And yeah. like, I'm hoping for something in between. You know, yeah. if it gets us to that Star Wars level, that'd be great. I just don't think it, I don't think I don't even think it has the pedigree to do that. You know what I mean? Because it, it's not it's not. I, really, I think that I think that it's not the, relying on thirty years of cinematic history to do it. But it's relying on eighty years of comic book history. True, but con, comic book history that hasn't been consistent to what these films are offering. It's only yeah. you know it's not relying on that much history. So yeah. so like, but what I'm hoping for is enough where we can jump in, where we can theorize, where we can speculate. Like like people trash. Not our show, because our show is, is great fun. But people trash people that do this sort of thing like we're doing because we criticize stuff without having ever seen it or whatever. But they, that, for me, is the fun of shit, is to speculate, theorize. And then you see what yeah. you were right about, what you were wrong about, and then critique that as well. You know, like, that's the yeah. fun of this nerd life that we live. Yep. You know, so, like, I, I hope that it, it, it creates enough thing where, where we can take, like, even episode one, right? 
Like, I remember you and I having discussions about little side glances that Qui-Gon would do and what those mm-hmm. side glances meant. Mm-hmm. You know, could it have just been an acting thing where he was just looking at something off camera? Maybe. Yeah. But could it have been a force use that we just weren't picking up on? Maybe. You know, and, yeah. and I'm hoping to have those little moments with this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's going to be a lot of meat in this in this movie. So to speak. I, I do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's like the, the one thing. And let me ask you this. And this is a realistic thing. Hmm. Do would you like to see a comic book movie that also wins best director and film of the year? Ooh, huh, that's that, that's that's a weighted question, it, isn't it? Though I mean, but think about think about the ramifications for that. Exactly. So here here I mean, w- would you want to see a a you know Schindler's List of of comic book movies? Yes, like that caliber. Yes, and I I would also say yes, right. But I don't think it'll ever exist because there's a certain standard of you know the movies that that the studio will make on that level, and there's a certain standard that the academy will you know want to even rate these movies. Like you know, not for nothing. I mean, I don't think Star Wars is is the perfect example, but I mean, Star Wars is a damn good fucking movie, right? You know, um, but it's like I don't know, man. Like you know. I would love to see something like that, and I think that the source material has something that that can can grab an audience and, and tell a prolific story. Um, but you know, in in some aspects, we still have to be like, oh, this is kid stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we still got to down, we got to down it a little bit. Yeah, and I don't, um, and I don't, I want, I, like, I like getting away from that. Yes, I do too. But and I think that this, I think that that was, it seemed like that's what, what how serious Zack Snyder was going to to approach this movie. It, well, you know, and I and I think that if he did, you know, like he, he like this is a you know this is a you know kind of a Gilgamesh type you know epic that I can see how how that would turn people off because some people just want to see Triple X Part Three. I agree. You know what I mean? People just want to see Fast and the Furious eighteen um, because it gets ticket sales. You know, like you know, not for nothing. Like Fast and the Furious is like a box office monster, and like not that I don't like Vin Diesel. He's been on two or three of our shows. Um, <laughs> But you know, it's like you know that kind of movie is just like, oh, another one of these. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing, you know. It's not really doing anything for anybody. It just, it's just a, it's a fun way to waste time, you know. And I feel like, I feel like something on this movie it shouldn't be a fun way to waste time. It should be a, a fun way to look at some interesting concepts and and, and dive into a world, uh, you know, that, a fantastic world, and then sit, sit back and, and talk about the ramifications of that world. Absolutely. Um, but I would and love I think that I think that we're going to get that. I hope so. Because my worry is that we're not getting that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my worry, and it's mainly from that second trailer. And the third trailer doesn't do anything to really correct that. But yeah, my my main worry is that from that second trailer that they are dumbing it down. You know, like mm-hmm. so that's so that quote does help me feel a little bit better about that. But you know, it's one of those things where, of course, only time will tell. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like I, I want to see an epic film. You know, I do too. Um, and, and I and I think that I'm going to see something. I mean, two two hours and forty minutes. That I I do think that that points towards a a good balance of action and story and background and and you know subplots and stuff like that. That's it's going to be rich world building. I agree. Um, and I just hope they don't hack it. You know, and not for nothing. I hope that we get a director's cut. Yeah, you know, 
Yeah. I would love for something like that. And, you know, Zack Snyder does shit like that. He didn't do a director's cut of Man of Steel, though, but I don't think there was really much more that he needed to show with Man of Steel. So, um, anyway. And now let's move yeah. on to Star Wars. Well, real quick, though, yeah. what, what do you think the assessment of, you know, the the general Marvel fan versus the DC fan, though? And, and what we're from from well, see, like, I think like the, a like a simpler a simpler storyline versus a more complex one. Well, I, I don't think that like I, I don't I don't think it's totally fair. Um, okay, that's, and then let's let's have that discussion because I think that it's a Marvel studio problem more so than it is a Marvel fan or a or a moviegoer problem. Like when I talk to most people, um about their favorite Marvel movie, they may say Guardians of the Galaxy. They may say Avengers. Like, these are popular answers, right? Yeah. But then when I say that mine is Winter Soldier, they do stop and be like, you know what? That might be the best. You know, they just yeah. stop and think about it because, like, they don't remember it the same way. But when they think about how good that movie actually is, they're reminded, like, oh, shit, like, yeah, that was a legit film. Yeah. You know, and I, so I think that, and I, and I don't feel like I don't feel like Winter Soldier makes any apologies, and I don't feel like they dumb it down. But here, here, but I, I, I'm glad that you said Winter Soldier because here's my whole problem with Marvel: there's never any ramifications. You know, Asgard can come to Earth and then it's destroyed, and then the, the first panel of the next book, Odin waves his hand and he reestablishes Asgard. You know what I mean? Like, and like, and don't get me wrong, with the death thing with DC, yeah, we do kill characters all the time, but everybody does that. You know, that's just, that's just the flaw with comic books. Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, well, you know. But like, okay, so, you know what? Like, Supergirl dies, that bitch is, that bitch is dead for a decade. Yeah, you know, except like, in this. Maybe even more. Except like, you know, the only, the only exception to that is that like pre-New 52, I would agree with you. But now with New 52, and now they're talking about rebooting it again. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, now you're just doing. What well, and, and I and I am and I am speaking to that. I am speaking to the the, the pre fifty two stuff. Yeah, because that, that's you know the thing mean? is that like, you know, it, like, you know, we've had this discussion before, just the two of us. Like, the, the you know, prior to New Fifty Two, Marvel hit the reset button a lot more often, not necessarily on continuity, but on big. Events. I mean, they, they, like every it was big event after big event. Yeah, they, you know, they, there's never like even the Civil War movie though, like the Civil War movie. Uh, you know, Hydra is exposed, and Captain America are you becomes. Saying, are you saying the the Winter Soldier movie? I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. What did I say? Civil, Civil War. Yeah, Winter, even Winter Soldiers. Like you know, we have all this crazy stuff in Winter Soldier, and then we pick it right up in fucking Avengers two, and nothing's spoken of it, and nothing yeah, matters. That is my, one that, thing. That's a Phase two issue, you know? though, which is a separate conversation. Because Phase, but that, but that, but that, that's like that's a, a Marvel thing to do. Yeah, you know, that's like my issue. Yeah, yes and no, though, because like you know, we've talked about like there are certain times where Marvel does stick to the script, and when they do, they do a great job. Like House of M is one of those circumstances. You know, yes. there was like a lasting consequence that had that huge ramifications for years and years and years and years. Yeah, but that's more of a but that's it's the exception so, to the rule. It, it is because it's X Men. I feel that X Men is the only exception. Like in X Men, I don't feel it's Marvel proper. You know, I feel like X Men has always kind of been its own thing. Like X Men has almost been Vertigo inside Marvel. I, I I can get with that. You know, I mean, it's true. Like like like, and, and just think about on on a bigger scale. 
in the Marvel Universe, nobody has any issues with people with powers. Never. Everybody loves Spider-Man, you know, and, and everybody loves the Avengers. And everybody, but if you're a mutant, <laughs> we hate you. Right, right, right. How dare you be born with those powers? You should have got them by bitten, being bitten by a regular active spider. That, or that makes some me feel cosmic space rays. That you have yeah. inside your body. Yeah, you know, and it's just, and it's just, it, it's, it, it's one of those things where X Men has always kind of been. It's it, now it's in there, it's referenced in there, but it's always kind of been a, a separate thing. Yeah, and I mean, they did address it when they did the superhero, you know, um, you know, resi- you know, registration act or whatever. But it's like you had like a decade of of the mutant registration act books that was a premise and they're like oh let's use this mechanism that was we've been basing uh, x-men off of forever and let's bring that to the superhero and then make a story about it and then we're done yeah. and let me do we're, we're, six books we're done everything go back to normal you know oh we killed captain america oh he's back you know are oh, they friends again you know it's it, like it's it's like you know we're gonna do we're gonna do this and then everything's fine of phase two is what i'm saying because it's just it's just not as tightly bound together like that, that like that big issue of of iron man quitting after iron man three and then not coming back yeah um, but then he was back but like okay so oh, ant-man is in phase two yes okay it's iron man three thor dark world winter soldier guardians of the galaxy age of ultron and then ant-man and so this is the beginning of phase three and i feel like a lot of changing of the guard has been happening at marvel uh-huh. so i feel like if they get off on the right foot, phase three could be a winner, you know, but it's, yeah. but it's just a, a matter of, of, of tying this together. I just think that they got a little loose, they got a little sloppy and they got a little lazy and a little complacent during phase two. Maybe. Um, Maybe right. But let's move on to Star Wars. Um, we'll try to get some of this bullshit news right out of the way. Not bullshit in the, in the literal sense, but just uh, – so uh, Rogue One is have, has a Force Friday announced. It's going to be September 30th, 2016. So here's that. Yeah, I need to check that date so I can come with you. Yeah, I'll be there. Um, what else is there? There, uh, The Han Solo movie, the 2018 Han Solo movie, is bumped up to May. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, I'll tell you how I feel about it. False hope. <laughs> I think it's going to be back down to December before you know it. Um. You know what, dude? Like they just got to get a perfect casting of that. I just think it's gonna be. I think it's, it's gonna it's gonna be too. Why can't some billionaire go and and clone Harrison Ford? Now, what if that's the future? Cloning. Yeah, you always talk cloning about that. You always talk about that. <laughs> it's just fucking <laughs> Ray isn't a clone. Fucking no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think. Oh, because there's no clones in the Star Wars universe. There are, but absurd. This, this what mean, absurd concept? I mean that everything is a fucking. Clone. But um, they haven't used that mechanism in like three or four different book lines. Have they used it? Huh? Have they used it? I mean, the Emperor got cloned. Luke got cloned. That's that's right. the second book line. Okay. One. The Clone Wars. That's the same one we just talked about. You're double dipping, okay. sir. Mm. Anyway, the um, the 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 point is, is that it. I think that the marketing once again is going to be too complicated for them to work out with not confusing the people, and I think they're going to push it back to December. But maybe. Um, deleted scenes of a Phasma and Uncar Plutt. Like together? No. Uh, the one where he gets it, his arms ripped off or whatever? Um, yeah, there was a, actually a fun thing with Captain Phasma ordering all the ships into the air, but we didn't realize that Han and Finn had just thrown her down a garbage chute. <laughs> so they had to cut that out. What? Yeah. Uh, and the other one was about the arms or anything. I guess they had a scene with her because they were, they were talking about how people were complaining that there wasn't enough phasma. Yeah. Um, 
and apparently there was a scene with her like ordering everybody out of Starkiller base and, and also ordering everybody to attack the X-Wings. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they realized, like, holy shit, we just threw her down a garbage chute, so it's not actually possible. <laughs> Fuck. Um, that pesky continuity. So, and then, every time. Uh, before we start getting into the movies, kind of heavy Rogue One and Episode Eight. Actually, we can do Episode Eight real quick. Um, okay. Did you see the trailer for Episode Eight? Uh, you mean the the teaser for the yeah the production yes. the production yeah looks really weird dude look like 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 different yeah but it, it looks so good I, I mean, it looks good I don't think that's, I, when I, I say don't think we, any of that's film footage do you know what I mean okay yeah like the cinematography yeah the I don't lighting, think yeah, I don't the, think any of that shit is film footage it's all yeah. just made for this thing but it's just for those who haven't seen it it's just Luke and Ray looking at each other on the island and then one of them is about to speak and then they yell cut <laughs> and then they say episode eight to start production yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you, it sucked me right back in. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, wait, let's see what else is there. Episode eight wise. Um, uh, there. Uh, we'll get into that in a minute. The rumors. We might have to save that for another episode. No, we can get to it. I think. Broshek news. Yeah. So I've been waiting all week to talk about this. So Broshek. Did we talk about it last week? No. So that was a, that was just a private conversation. That was a private conversation. So, I, I can't I get confused. So Boshek is a character in the Cantina that introduces Obi Wan to um to to Chewie. So like the 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 conver- like the, the the argument is always that like if Boshek he's just a dude with mean sideburns and some slick hair and a black spacesuit, mm-hmm. and the argument among fans has always been like, dude, no Boshek, no Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So. The, the, the big mystery to Boshek, though, is that nobody has ever known who played the actor. The actor who played the character, you mean? The actor who played the character, correct. Um, so, like, he's, he's, like, been this man of mystery, which has always been kind of a fun thing. There's a few people that are in that in that world as well. Um, there is a... Uh, uh, the, 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 I think the walrus face guy, nobody knows who played him. How do we even know what Boshek's name is? Uh, I don't even know. I, he might be in some of the. Like, he's in. Um, he has a figure made. That's how I. That's how I learned his. Name. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but anyway, of course, of course he's got a figure made. So Adam and I were actually talking about Boshek the other day, and I and like I was saying like how like Broshek is like a much cooler name for him and much more well deserved because of the sideburns and general mm-hmm. swag. Um, and I was like, and then I was telling him like, what's cool is that nobody knows who played the guy. He's like this man of mystery. Well. I said the next, that. the next day. And like the next day, this guy, Billy Jensen, you can go to his website, billyjensen.com. He's like a private eye type of guy. He like solves like unsol- – he like does unsolved mysteries and he does like a – One of my favorite shows. He does No, no. He doesn't do the show. But he does like real unsolved mysteries and he does like um like murder cases that have been like just left cold, open. Cold cases. Yeah, cold cases. Like he, he, he opens those back up and he does all that kind of stuff. Um, He was at – Star Wars Anaheim and which is their celebration uh, convention and they had this 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 thing there called like Cantina Mysteries or something and he decided to go it was like a panel and they brought up Boshek and he got like obsessed with it and he decided to open up the case so it took him like a year and he actually fi- found him from a uh, like his his like golden ticket was that he was in he was like a he was in, I think, the young, not young Avengers, the New Avengers. Um, okay. He was in an episode of the New Avengers. K is for kill. The Tiger awakens, and he's just like an extra Russian thug in the background. Mm-hmm. 
And that's how he was able to put the pieces together. Anyway, he found out who his name is. His name is Basil Tomlin. Um, he's, he's since passed on, unfortunately. Uh, but but he, he wrote a blog about it. I suggest everyone go. It's billyjensen.com backslash finding dash Boshek. And he has the whole story of how he like came across them. And it's pretty fucking amazing, man. Did they update IMDb yet? Yes. IMDb oh, that's awesome. officially been updated. That's awesome. Um, and, he, and he closes it out and he says, After searching for months, I found myself gazing into the dark eyes of Boshek, sporting an incredibly spiffy shirt and those killer sideburns. Hello, Mr. Francis Alfred Basil Tomlin. It's nice to finally meet you, Mr. Tomlin. Finally, family is gathering more photos and information for me, which I will share as soon as I receive them. And I am talking with Tom Spina to try to get Tomlin the recognition he deserves with the Star Wars universe. Now I have to chase some bad guys. Do it. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, it's like it's that's, that's like for me like that. It's shit, little shit like that that makes being a fan fucking fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, and it was kind of you know serendipitous too, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so dude, I, like, at, at one at one hand, I'm kind of bummed that there's no more mystery of Broshek. Um, but on the other hand, I am happy that he will get and his family will get the recognition that he so well deserves because no no Boshek, no fucking trilogy. I, I wonder if they're gonna like do a lawsuit now and and uh, you know try to get money for the figures that were made and shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I wonder. I don't know if any of them get any of that shit though. But I think there is like a likeness thing that you have to sign away, so there might really? be, there might be some money there because I think that's why we never got the twins in three and three quarter from the cantina. Oh really? Yeah, because they they didn't they never sign away their likeness and they knew who played them. Hmm. Um, did you want to talk at all about the real lightsaber? Which was, science no. just proved lightsaber? No, no, you, go for it, go for it. Uh, I just, didn't read the article. I, I think it's it's just that like uh, they've they've. Scientists have discovered a way to utilize technology to make a proper lightsaber. Is it plasma and magnetic fields? I didn't watch. There's a video about it. If you look at the physics of lightsabers, um, Brian Cox discusses the idea uh, of lightsabers being real and how it would work. So if you're interested, there's a go. But like, the only reason why I wanted to keep this in there was to say, name your fucking price. Um, you know what's funny, dude? Like you would totally kill yourself with it, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, like it, it'd be it'd be crazy. I wonder if it'd be hot, like just like the room would get hot from it. I don't know. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, no one ever talks about that. Like, damn, it's hot as fucking here, man. Turn that lightsaber off. Yeah, the radiant heat. You know, um, like imagine though if they could make like lightsabers that were like hard light. You know, like they wouldn't burn you or cut you, like a toy lightsaber. But you could like you know. Fight other lightsabers and just have a good time. Be all in. Okay, so we have some Rogue One news. Shoot, um, they've released helmets. Uh, three stormtrooper helmets. One is like some sort of cross between a biker scout and a stormtrooper. Um, one is like a stormtrooper, and one is like a black stormtrooper. But it's not. It's not like a just a black stormtrooper helmet. It's like a little bit different. Uh, is it? Is it the uh, Shadow Trooper? Yeah, I'm guessing so. Hmm. Or, or, or I think they're, they're also calling them Death Troopers. Death Troopers? That's terribly mysterious. Yeah. So anyway, there's that. The, the, the Troopers helmet's cool, though. All, all three of them. And uh, what else is there? There's more Rogue One news. Let me get to it real quick. They did release an official promotional picture that is from that trailer. So that trailer is legit. Really? Yeah. 
because um, it's like that canyon and then the Death Star is in orbit behind it, you know what I mean, or whatever. Yeah. So the, it's, it's legit. I mean, you know what's funny, man, um, with Rogue One? It Doesn't it feel like – I mean, it looks like an interesting universe, but the, the, like that one picture, it doesn't quite feel like Star Wars to me yet, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. Either. We, I was talking – we were talking about this off the show, and I was saying how like I want sideburns back. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, want to all yeah. support that 70s like, feel. Yeah, 70s. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, so that it all looks like it comes from that place. Yeah. Um, we do have some Rogue One, like some kind of big news, not like necessarily plot stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, but there is, it is spoilery. So Tyler, if this is going to not mess with your spoiler sensibilities, uh, it's just Rogue One. I don't know how you feel about that, but if you're, if you're, if you want to be out on spoilers, sign off now in three, two, hope you found your phone hit pause. There's a bad guy or person of some importance to the empire. His main feature is a huge majestic white cape. Hmm. In the film, there's a beautiful shot of this Imperial threading through a, shadow, a shallow body of water with said cape trailing him. <clears throat> the figure that wears it appears to be an older male. I'm told he has a badass sidearm and a really cool name. Hmm. Uh, Forrest Whitaker, who, who we already knew was going to be in the movie, well. his character is supposed to be pretty badass. Like he's like a, a he's like a criminal type of character. Like he's in he's involved in the underworld of of Star Wars universe. Uh-huh. And uh, but he's like he's sympathetic, like he's a he's a rebel sympathizer. Okay. So he's a criminal, but he supports the rebels with what he's doing, hmm. which is just interesting. interesting. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I, that that that's some world building stuff. I dig stuff like that. It just widens that scope a little bit. It's not as it's not as black and white as good and evil. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I love stuff like that. And lastly, kind, kind of a scoundrel, you would say. You might. Uh, hmm. Lastly, the big big news. Drum roll, please. I, don't, I can't do that. James, James Earl Jones is confirmed to come back to play the voice of Darth Vader. Yep. So we got speaking, Darth Vader speaking lines. Of course. Which is nice. Of course. You know, at the same time, though, I, th- I thought it would, like, because I, I had been contemplating, like, what if they couldn't get him back? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, like, it would be kind of cool if they played it from the perspective of those characters that like you would never hear him talk. You just kind of be in the distance, like repping, wrecking shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be badass too. Yeah. Like, you know, James Earl Jones getting up there in a year. I know. Soon, man. I know. I don't want to talk about it. Ugh, um, so and then we have talking. two bits of star Wars eight news. Uh, so if episode eight, if you want to back out of episode eight news, now is the time. Uh, they're just both rumors and one is super bullshit. So it's up to you. Uh, Ewan McGregor is returning as Obi Wan in Episode Eight. Yes, and it's at, and and the rumor is it's as a Force ghost. Yes, so we're talking makeup and stuff to make him look like Alec Guinness, and I am on board. Um, he looks perfect. Well, that that's like a Photoshop mock-up, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm saying, but like, but yeah, I know it's a Photoshop mock-up, but like, it it, it shows you the potential. Right, I agree. And, like, you don't realize how Neil McGregor looks like Alec Guinness, I agree. you know? I agree. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm down, dude. And then... Force, I'm, I, I want some Force Ghost. Yeah. And, he'll, and he's, like, he's like, hey, Ray, you're Anakin. And you're a super cool, you know, reincarnated, you know, chosen one being. Like, the sad thing is, Ray, you'll never truly know your father the way you want him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he died at the hands of Kylo Ren, your brother. So, <laughs> well, hey, let me ask you this. Yeah. What if Ray is Han and, and Leia's kid, 
but the soul of Anakin reincarnated. I, 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 I think that. Oh my god. I don't like the reincarnation thing. I don't think it belongs. I don't think it feels like Star Wars. Um, me personally, you know. Now, know. who knows? I might, you know, like we say, it's speculation and it's all subject to change. But just hearing it doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, so, and then lastly, we got this fucking bullshit ass episode eight script. Oh, um, which is total bullshit, and it's not even worth talking about. It's obviously not legit um, from so many things that happened there, there and the source that it comes from. There's some. There's. I, I gotta tell you though, man. I am scared. Really? Because I don't think that this is I, I. You know, there's oh man, there's a there's a line. I gotta I gotta read it. I gotta read it to you real quick. Just st- stand by. It, it'll be worth it. Um, in a book I just read, and it reminded me of this. All right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pause the podcast until I can find it. All right, here it is. It's from uh, one of these 40k books I just read. Um, there's no deceit as cruel as a truth disbelieved. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read that again. There's no deceit as cruel as a truth disbelieved. And I kind of feel like some of this is true. And it sucks if it's true. So we, we want to, oh, no, no, no. But like, like, I'm just going to say this. If Lucas was still involved in the story at, at all, I would have believed it instantly. Right, right, right. right. You know? Um, and so there, there's something – so there's something to that. And so basically basically is, you know, Poe and Finn and some other person are out looking for Lando Calrissian. And we know that Lando is going to be in the movie. And they're like, hey, Han is dead. Princess Leia needs you. Come back with us, and they and they leave. But somebody throws a tracker on their plane, right? And Lando's got a daughter, and then you find that, uh, you know, Ray is having a dream, and she's around all these bodies, um, and there are people at Luke's school, and Luke gets injured fighting the, the fighting Ren and the Knights, uh, the Knights of Ren, um, or Ben and the Knights of Ren. Yeah, and then. Uh, he comes over and he he throws a lightsaber through Harrison Ford and Harrison Ford plummets to it to doom his doom and she comes for Ray and then she wakes up, right? And it's like sorry, so that explains how Harrison Ford is in a dream sequence, you know, because Harrison Ford's gonna be in it again, and so that that seems legit. And then you know she's with Luke and Luke's like, all right, go here and you get a crystal and she goes and a crystal is a little action scene with a monster in this cave where she gets a lightsaber crystal and that all seems legit. And then she's making her lightsaber. And then, you know, Luke figures out that, um, you know, uh, that Kylo, Kylo is going to trap Leia and, and flush him out. So they leave and they go save Leia and they get in a fight with, with Kylo and Snoke. And then Benicio del Toro is this other Sith Lord. And then they escape. And then you find out that, um, that Snoke is uh, Emperor Palpatine. And that he somehow used the force to protect himself, and now he's like this withered husk. You know, he's you know he's 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 barely able to maintain himself. And the reason that he almost got killed in a lightsaber fight is that he's using all his force abilities just to keep himself alive. You know, um, and you find out that that uh, Ray is Luke's that Kylo you know Kylo Ren you 
know, spills a bean and Ray is Luke's, and then and then Ray runs away after the battle, and she's upset because Luke didn't tell her the truth, and she hears a voice, and the voice tells her to get on a ship, and she gets on a ship, and she goes to Dagobah, and there she is, and it's and it's Obi Wan and Yoda's ghost that are finish her training, and 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 the whole time Luke is scared that she's going to turn evil like uh, Kylo Ren, um, and so that's basically the story. So the, the the parts of the story that make no kind of fucking sense whatsoever, of course, that that Snoke is Palpatine. Right. You know, I, I'm I'm not buying that. But I will say this: I think that it makes sense as an early draft concept of a script. They're like, if somebody's like, "What if Palpatine didn't die?" You know, and uh, I can kind of see that. I can kind of see a studio working with that, you know, because then it's like, okay, then the story's not finished. We need to kill the big bad guy that started everything because you know what? Not for nothing. The character who's been through every movie. I mean, we didn't see him in episode four, of course, but he's mentioned, you know, as Palpatine, like star Wars, the star Wars are all instigated by Palpatine, you know? So this is the first war, star Wars, the war of the stars that's not (laughs) instigated by Palpatine. (laughs) Because yeah. that is the war in the stars, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That guy's. Um, so, like, I go back to like what I said before. It's like I think it's bullshit, but at the same time, there's there's a cruel aspect of of my disbelief that this might be true. This might be true, and this might not be the final script. This might, you know, but I I I I, I got a feel. If I was a betting man, I would say that some of those scenes that I described are going to be in this movie. I don't know, man. There, I'll tell you, like, wh- like watching it or reading it, rather, I guess, um, and hearing it being read to me while reading it myself. Um, I, I was just kind of like, this feels like a fan thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with you. It a- there absolutely is fan tones to it, it a- and it could be a fan thing. We, I don't know. Right? No, neither um, do I. Yeah. Um. But that would be awfully quick for that for that script to be finished and get leaked. Um, that's if they didn't have an outline script. I, I, and, I, and like I'm not or, from Hollywood. And, and, like, and like the other thing is like the, well, the original script had a heavy emphasis on those two female characters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what the rewrite was for. Yeah. To tone back those characters. I don't know. Yeah, time will tell. But I think that 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 as soon as I saw that Plagueis's Palpatine thing, I I checked out mentally. I was like, Pfft. yeah. I mean, so let, let's say let, what it what it, what if it, what if it is a hundred percent true? Ugh, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. You know, like I, I like I think it lessens Vader. You know, because Vader didn't do the didn't, Vader didn't, didn't do, do the, the job. job. Yeah. You know, I think, and, and I don't like the idea of Benicio del Toro being a Sith Lord. You know, like that, that's the that's the biggest that that actually that pill is bigger for me to swallow than anything else. Is that Benicio del Toro is not only a Sith Lord, but there's three of them, and Palpatine has given up being a Sith. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like. I, I like the idea of of Vader eradicating the Sith, and if they're gonna bring the Sith back, which I'm okay with. I feel like that can't be a footnote to a trilogy. You know what I mean? Like it, it needs to maybe like maybe 10, 11, 12. Yeah. You know, but like give us some time to, yeah. you know, like to explore that universe without the Sith. Agreed. 
But uh, but yeah, that's all we got. Um, I did want to take a quick minute and read. Uh, we got some new reviews on iTunes. Oh, sweet. Uh, please, for those listening, um, if you haven't already, leave us a five-star iTunes review. It really actually literally helps us out, um, as opposed to all the bullshit things that we say do not or help us out that actually do not. Um, but that actually does really help us out. It's something that doesn't cost you a dime. just costs you a few seconds. You can even just say, I like it. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Um, but but luckily, uh, we have not gotten any of those I like it type uh, reviews. We've all gotten like really kind of glowing kind of reviews. So we got some new ones um, from Hoja. He said, these guys have a fantastic way of bringing your childhood staples into the arena of adult indulgence. Great stuff. Adam, listening to Jason Stapleton. Right of center is libertarian country for the Russ and the Allfather. Hmm. So, okay. So that, Give it a try. There you go. Uh, great show from Zod the Conqueror. I say that to say this. Keep up the good work. <laughs> I like Nice. It. Uh, all I can say is great from Nicodemus. I had to say NRR, NRR is by far one of the best pop culture podcasts out there. Uh, Adam and Bobby have their finger on the pulse of the nerd world, and if they don't know something, they can bullshit their way through it. I like your, I like, I like the way you think, sir. You see right through our cloud of bullshit. Uh, very funny conversation from two best friends who feel like they're your best friends. Oh, they cover everything, including toys, cartoons, TV shows, comics, movies, pretty much anything nerd culture. Great time all around. Hey, Audible.com and MeUndies, give these guys some advertising money. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. We're ready to sell our souls. Give me that money. We're ready to sell our souls. Get Buy these annual boxes of nothing because they're really good and they're super fun. Right? I'm down. Yeah, let's do it. Um, and then uh, just shout-outs for the week. I feel like there was something else I wanted to mention, but now I'm going to forget to. But Oh, well. Shout-outs for the week. Uh, we got Toy Detox and Realm of Collectors, two other shows kind of within our general network of pals that make, uh, you know, like-minded kind of stuff. And um, also, Swage is on a show called Open Your Toys, which I haven't got a chance to listen to yet. No! Yeah. Yeah, and, and Adam hates it because he wants to be an MISB guy. Um, and then there is, if you want to hear Old Skullface talk a little bit more about Transformers, listen to Shattercast Uncut every Friday. And if you want to listen to Mr. Russman talk about... Uh, 40k a bit more listen to beer and bolters 40k that's right i got it right that's right um and i think that does it for this week i mean i I, I did have a list what list i have a list of rated r superhero movies okay what do you do you want to go plug through those or you want to where we at time was um you know we got 15 minutes okay go for it that was good. So um, now, I, I'm not going to – I can't confirm that these are all rated R, but I'm pretty sure they're rated R. <laughs> <laughs> Number 15. This is from a list. But like uh, it, just because everybody was going so crazy about like rated R movies, uh, comic book movies, and everybody's like, oh, my God, and rated R, and kids can't go see them. This just to tell people to shut the fuck up. Uh, number 15 on this list is Wanted with uh, Angelina Jolie, Morgan Freeman, and James McAvoy. Not a bad movie, but a terrible, Not a bad movie, but a terrible, terrible translation. Wanted <laughs> terrible Wanted movie. Yeah. Yes. Um, I know your favorite mind, Dolph Lundgren, The Punisher. I, I don't hate that movie. I know. I, I, I must, I, what did I just say? I know. I know I, I'm, I'm speaking to, the, I'm speaking yeah. to anyone who might have thought you were being sarcastic. No, not at all. Um, uh, was, was Spawn a radar movie? 
Apparently, the spawns on this list. Maybe there's a radar cut of spawn. Oh, I think that's what it is. When it came out on DVD or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blade two. Blade two. I like that. I like. Yeah, I like Blade one and Blade two. Blade three got kind of stupid. I agree. No fucking. When you do, when you do Dracula, you got to do them right. That's right. That's right. Uh, Highlander, Sean Connery. Uh huh. Deadpool. Of course, it's number ten. I don't know. I think it deserves better than number ten. Uh, Dread, not Judge Dread, but the new Dread with Carl Urban, uh, the guy that was in Lord of the Rings. That actually, that movie wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. Um, have you seen it? I have not. I don't think it's it's it's. it's oh wait, playing. no, I did see it. The new Dread. Yeah. Yeah, I did see it. it. The whole thing takes place like in a building. Yep. Yeah, I did yep. see that. I did see. That. Yeah, it wasn't bad, right? No, it was terrible. Uh, Robocop, one of my favorites in yours. Yep. 300. I think that's the director's cut as well. Or maybe not. Nope, the head titties in it. Uh, the Crow. Classic. Yeah. The good, Crow. Good Remember all those like kind of Crow kids that kind of came out? Of I the, do. The, the works when Crow came out? I do. It was like an instant fucking, let's put on makeup and wear dark clothes. Yeah, a kid's always looking for a reason to put some makeup on. I know, right? Sin City. Top five. Number five, Sin City. Number four, Blade One. Blade One, which I agree. Blade, Blade, when Blade came, it was surprisingly good. Like when it came on the scene. See, I, I didn't. Um, I'll be honest for you. I've learned to appreciate it, but I didn't care for it initially. I did. I thought I was like, I, I was in the theater watching it. And I was like, wow, this is this is not what I expected. It's like a superhero movie. Cool. Um, number three, V for Vendetta. Everybody loves that movie. Yep, good stuff. Great film. Great film. Uh, number two, Kick Ass. Okay. Not Kick Ass Two though, just Kick Ass One. I, I like both of them. I like both of them too. Mm. I do feel like Kick Ass One was was better. Yes, I agree. Um, Kick Ass Two did have some awesome parts to it though. I agree. Like that shark at the end. Yes, classic. And then the number one radar film of all time, Watchmen Super Mega Ultra Cuts. Super Good. Mega Ultra Good. Cuts. Good. So, um, yeah, quick list. Just want to share that with you guys. Um, and. Uh, I have to say though, I, I I do I don't think we I don't think we discussed this in the last two hours, but you know, let's let's uh, play the radar movies by ear. We don't need to jump. <laughs> yeah, and go crazy. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. It, I, I, if it I think, if it works, if it works, it works. Oh, if it I, doesn't it doesn't? I almost forgot two shout, shout outs, but that reminded me of one. Dante posted on our, on the Nerd Rage Facebook today, like let's not go crazy with the rated R movies, and I just want to say I am in a hundred percent agreement with him. Yes. Not everything needs to be rated R. If the shoe fits, then fine. Yes. But it doesn't need to be anything crazy. Nope. Craziness never helped nobody. Agreed. Well, maybe it did. Some people. No. Some people crazy. Yeah, why not? All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. We really appreciate it. Hopefully, the sound is good. If the sound is good and nice and, and loud, uh, press one. Give us a like. And if it didn't, go ahead and press two. Give us a favorite. It really helps us out. Shout out to Comic Book Dork as well. That's right, and we, you know, there, there's there's a lot of other podcasts out there that are that are great, and we sh- we shout everybody else out. Yeah, we got them all. We got them all. Everybody's good. Everybody's good. I, think. I just want to make sure before I before I you know. I'm sure I've got one that I'll feel bad about in about 20 seconds. But. God, you gotta be that guy. Sorry, guys. Uh, remember, great tits. I dick player. <laughs>